Hello and welcome back to the F24 podcast. My name is David and each week, as I'm sure some of you know, I invite a creative over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London, culture and creativity. This week I can say I have one of my closest friends at the studio. To me and many, he's an inspiration, a cultural icon, a style king and also a great dad. It's been a minute since we had our last coffee on Upper Street in Angel and actually our last one was in Kentish Town on the Strip and it was times like those that really built our relationship took our conversation to another level and we bonded with our similarities estate life young dads finding the culture and its growth into creative life all of that as the years have passed and life cracks on and ask more of your day we don't grab as many coffees as we used to but we're always in contact in some way even though he doesn't have a phone this is one half of the legendary task force the hybrid estate veteran and to me an oracle of life in the northeast of our city farmer g He's experienced loads, put himself through a bag load of actions and activities, and this was all before he finished school. It was so dope having him round, and we chat about loads of things whilst we catch up on a story where he's come up. From copying seven inch records from the local news agent to various hustles in Upper Street, and also him and his peers' concerted effort to get on a mic by any means necessary and let heads know. We go from life in the manor, his interest in music and his introduction to graffiti, to meeting intense in his first year at secondary school and setting up the Berry Crew. We chat about them meeting Mark B and Task Force's first EP and then the low life years and all the way through to his new projects with a load of his thoughts and processes in between. Another dope point to make about this interview, there was another friend in the studio. He's another legend from the city. Teach DDS happened to be visiting. He stayed for the chat and added a couple of amazing points and reminders to Farmer which added to the conversation. Big up King Teach. Farmer is a brother from another manor. A guide from the other side and a friend to the very end. We have an amazing conversation. Two friends talking and we go in deep. Big up farms. P.S. The dog you hear barking, it isn't Bree, don't worry. It's the Spaniel down the hall and he was fine. His owner just went out for a while. He's a bit anxious. But listen, enjoy. This is F24. Like if you, if someone was to ask me, what do you want most? I'd say peace. Yeah. Not you, 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 you would understand more than a lot of people because you've been a parent mm. for such a long time. But when you become a parent at 17, just turning 17, and you're there every single day, parent. If there's one thing that the brain, my brain has been estranged, or my soul, my heart, whatever, has been uh, burdened with, and I will say burden, it's a bit harsh, but <clears throat> it is... Uh, yo, I can't, I can't, no, you're not having my kid. So whatever, whatever, mm. and I said this to every young dad or dad-to-be, just say yeah. Just say yeah and you'll, you'll be there and you, if, you, if that's what you want. Yeah. If you want to be there, be just there. say yeah. yeah. Just say yeah and buckle down. And that's not what I did the first time. But I weren't a cheat because I weren't, I didn't even really... Yeah, but you were 17 as well. Yeah, but I'm saying like, I was, I was, I was a horrid I was, I was a horrid wretch of a guy, a young person. I was a horrid kid before that. I was violent and abusive to the people who were close to me and, and strangers. Yeah. yeah anyway. That was growing up. Yeah. And so that's led you to... Now, after all the responsibility of parenting, I just want just to be left alone. Silence. Yeah. And if, if there's noise, it's because I opened the door to mm. hear but other than that, it's like... But, 
I know you as a loving person as well. Ah, but you don't. Well, no. I'm, t- I'm talking about my perception. Yeah. yeah so I know you through my perception yeah. as a loving person. Mm-hmm. I've felt love from you, I feel. Mm. I've said things to you and I've felt love and it, it back. So I'm kind of like, yeah. No, like, no, totally, totally. You know what I mean? But again, it's my perception of those interactions. But that's really interesting. Uh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm cold as well. Mm. I can be fucking cold and I've mm. had to teach myself not to be because I got a bit too cold, I feel, for me. But my, and I, I know where mine came from. Mine came from an untrustworthy upbringing. I'm not talking about my mum, I'm talking about the estate. Yeah. And then there was a lot of untrusty stuff went on when I first started my business, which became apparent at the end of that first term in Brighton. And I lost a lot, a lot of trust got lost out of my life again there. And yeah. those two things reaffirmed my coldness. But... You've got a massive family as well, <laughs> at home. And yeah, no. You've got Phil, Phil and the kids. And my kids. Exactly, just that immediate family. That's, that's my family. And that's a big family, yeah. right? And that's a lot of time. Definitely a lot of time. That's a lot of hours. Yeah, yeah I mean... No, so but, it doesn't really leave you, space. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't want to do what I used to do. Hmm. i got no interest in it. I don't want to do it. Because I can definitely see and feel that weren't what I was. That was that was a pull from something much more negative and needy in myself. Like to be, to have like instant gratification from other people and to have praise and to be around people who like, not necessarily fandom. No, I know you but mean. Hanging out with people. But it's always me taking advantage of it. You felt like it was. Oh, I've known. Oh, you knew. It's a tool. It's, oh, okay. it's been a tool of of, of <coughs> getting what you want. Yeah. Like when you have a certain yeah. element of power. And you knew you had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, from early. Yeah. From early. You know what, even before all the music. Yeah. Before the music, in school. In school secondary school well you get a sense of that through your music actually knew, the history beforehand I knew that dudes knew I was a dude yeah at the same time I was not a dude to the people who I wanted to be a dude with yeah do you know what I mean so yeah. the, the cool kids who I was aspiring to <clears throat> be with the real ones yeah they were not really having it yeah obviously in time it, it was just like an acceptance but there was a lot of racial issues back then and I weren't really because of my interests culturally I weren't really trying to hang around with Billy and John yeah in in the Marquess you know I mean yeah that's not the direction I was really heading I was more like heading to Noel and and Raphael in Stokey you know what I mean yeah so and because of the There was a there was an odd thing going on at that time when I was about 11, 12, 13. There was a lot of uh, kind of like pro-black stuff. There was a lot of uh, fruits of Islam stuff, yeah. Minister Farrakhan stuff. There was a lot of that. I'm not sure if that's still the same now with, with the youth, but at, at, or maybe it was the first time that I'd ever been exposed to it. Mm. But it was hard. 
Yeah, so that was, that was a bit difficult. But um, power is what I was saying. Power. Yeah. But recognised there was a power. And knew how to utilise it. little dudes. Yeah. And I could... I but could. even people of your own, even peers, it wasn't... Thank you, man, Let them in the fridge. Even peers, people your own age would be attracted by that power. It wasn't just youngers. Oh, no, no. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not youngers. No, not youngers. But it was like, it started with... Because... If... When I was in primary school... Mm. So it had been about 19... Like, as I was leaving, say 10 year old, it was like 1984, 1985. Mm-hmm. It was all about breakdance, electro, and graph. Mm. That was that was the shit that I was seeing on the TV. But the Marquis lot, ones like the Marquis yeah, didn't. Yeah, no, but like they was always, they, they was that. But they, no, because we knew guys in, in, in Marquis who, yeah. who cap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cap and, and the Morish, the Morish, part one, yeah? So, yeah, that element was there. But before that, before that, when I was in primary school, yeah. oh, we didn't know any of this. Yeah. Because that's an older, that's an older boys thing. Definitely. So we were just like, with the, getting the cardboard boxes. Yeah. I remember for birthday, one birthday or one Christmas, mum and dad bought, the Pentel F's like and, <laughs> and all the spray cans and all this business and uh, just let us just run wild. So I can remember the first time it was like we walked up Highbury High New Park all the way up one end yeah. and hit every white van. Shut and it. We thought we were fucking the king. Balls. And then walked all the way back and did the other side. Is this you and your brother? No, it was, me and friends. Another, it was me and another, yeah. another pal. One of my best pals at the time. Yeah. Um, and that that felt like that felt, this is this is something else. Yeah. And also doing beatbox, and also buying records, and and bopping down to Dalston. And this is this is before hitting secondary school. Yeah. So the the uh, the itch was there. What was um what was Highbury and Dalston looking like then? It was deteriorating, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was different. Like Highbury Estate was Highbury Estate was never a bad estate. Mm. It was never a bad estate. The, the it was like a neutral zone. Mm-hmm. That's how it always come across that people from all different areas would come mm. and connect. There was always skirmishes. There's always bad blood with this person or that side or this whatever mm. always that but it was never bad and we had a very good hierarchy those were the days no we did we had a very yeah but those were the days and, and yeah fierce hierarchy which uh, must have continued up until the last 10 years it's yeah. pretty much died out now the, the flats have changed and the hierarchy in terms of it Mate, it, it leveled out respect in a good way. Positions, yeah, of of your voice within the estate and the manor. 
Well, it's how, it's how you hear people talking now about elders and younger. Yeah. We, we didn't have all that. No, it was... But you knew. Exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. Good yeah. point. It wasn't elders and you youngers. You didn't have to... No, have to it was obvious. It. You didn't have to say the word whatsoever. It was obvious because they'd take the belt off and give you some licks yeah. when you got out of yeah. hand. Or if, if maybe they just felt like chasing you around the flats and giving you licks and making you do press-ups <laughs> without any top on and whip, whip you with their belts. <laughs> That that was that was that was the uh, the hellfire that would rain down pretty much every day. So you'd run, and you'd always be on your wheres. Yeah. And when the elders came in, you moved from your spot. You hid your jaw. You hid your beers. <laughs> and 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 then you know and then and then finally, because you got a little bit of cool, it was. With with me with my brother, but starting with me because I'm two years on my brother. The interest that they had my orders in the music, and then me coming into secondary school, meeting up with Intense. Is that what you met him? Yeah, in secondary school. So okay. Him, uh, and then a couple of other dudes that weren't. Coming from my primary school, if you know what I mean. So yeah, 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 yeah. From, uh, I, was, was, I went to Highbury Grove. Highbury Grove was a boys' school. Was, is that the one opposite the flats? Yeah, but yeah. It's, now it's a mixed school. Yeah. And I didn't know you went across. I didn't know it was. I didn't know you literally went across the road. Yeah. That must Same as my primary school was just the other way. Was it? So we like my 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 bit was here, then up the right was my primary school, up the left was. You so stayed in the manor. Yeah, but um. That wouldn't wouldn't that though strengthen your position there? In Highbury Grove? Yeah. In secondary school, no. No? No. No, because it wasn't it wasn't flat spaced. I see what you mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um my elders would have been in the fourth year. Mm-hmm. They would have been coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Um Highbury Grove was thriving musically it was very very half and half uh-huh. very half half white Barnsbury Marquess Canterbury Essex Road Canterbury all that side yeah the ones that didn't get into Islington Green yeah and the other half Stoke and Dalston Hackney yeah yeah so it was very black and white. Yeah, it's right on the border, actually. And Pretty was, much is on the border. Of, there was a lot of shit going on. Yeah. At that time, yeah. in the school. Um, but musically, yeah. it was thriving. Hot pop. Yeah, I mean, you, like we had Wookie. I don't know if you know the. Yeah, I know the name. Wookie. Yeah. We had uh, DJ Spoonie. Yeah. From the Dream Team. Yeah. We had uh, Uncle Michael, who's uh, MC Jace, Dominant Force. Um, it was, there, was, there was a healthy... Why was that? Um, I'm sure every school has it. I'm sure every school has it, but we had a... seemed like we had a direction in urban, kind of urban-orientated music, if you want to call it urban music. And were they, were they predominantly coming out of the East, these people, then? Were they coming out of the East side of the selection of people that come yeah. out of that school? Predominantly were coming yeah, from yeah. the East side, yeah. yeah? Which is Stokey, Dawson, all of yeah. that. Because... It, in those, yeah, East had something to, there was a lot to do with music and coming out of East London in the early 90s. Yeah. There's a 
big force in a movement coming in all types of music, yeah. lots of different types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so your school had the reflex of that. The people that were going to your school were obviously coming up in those places. And well, it was um, it weren't a bad school. No. It, it was awful actually. It was a fucking it was a joke of a school. Yeah, you weren't gonna it, the grades. It weren't, it weren't about grade life. You yeah, you had a, you had a good. Uh, you had a good look at life. Yeah. The, the microcosm. Yeah. It was, it was about seeing the diversity of the world. As most schools are. Like, I, I, I always say it now because, because we did the tracks like called The Junkyard and all that stuff. It sounds like it's, oh. it's not so much of a, a glorification. But I suppose at the time when we wrote that, it was a bit like, I suppose there was an element of like, yeah, and a bit of this and a bit of that. But as an older person... I've, I've tried to it's it's just the same as any other place and it really it's like there's no different like an estate mm. more times I mean look the shit you're not. saying rings bells with me and yeah, I'm exactly. on the other side of town exactly. ten, five so years exactly later the same yeah. so, so it's no different but we've all got wicked wicked stories yeah. Yeah. From, from that harsh reality and that, that I suppose going into secondary school for me was like um, we're off to see the fucking wizard. That it was like follow the yellow brick road. It was, it was some. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you're gonna get your head put down the toilet yes. by people. As a, da, da, da. And I was popping my pants. Your, to go your to tires Hyde gonna road get cut because all the boys looked yeah. seven foot. Yes, of course. Yeah. And uh, when when I got there, and I hooked up with Intense mm. and a couple of other people. And they were rapping. And I said, yeah. So were you into music already? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you were... Primary school. Yeah, you exactly. So I you was were, going record shop. Yeah, you were in. Yeah, I'd already started buying vinyl. Fuck. What, hip-hop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boom. Real Roxanne, UTFO stuff. You buying this in Camden, in Hollywood? In, uh, there was a shop called Mr. Music in Dalston back sick. in the day. On Dalston Kingsley High Road. Yeah. And... That's where I used to go and get vinyl. Where was and, that on the high roads? Do you remember? Um, near the junction, where, where the new train station is. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, so that, yeah, yeah, okay. That development there. But <clears throat> do you remember that news agents used to sell seven inches? Shit, I do. Yeah? So, seven inches, singles. And 79p yeah. for, for a single yeah. back then. And I bought Lardy Dardy. Sick. The show. It was that. The A side was the show. Yeah. B side was Lardy Dardy. Obviously, Lardy Dardy was the track that. The track resonated. Yeah. Because it was just human beatboxing. Yeah. Rap. Um, the cartoon crew, Inspector Gadget. Fucking hell. And this is from the local news agent. Local news agent stuff, and um, lots of street sounds compilations. Street mm-hmm. sounds was big back then. Uh, electro albums. That was all before I hit uh, Finney. Secondary school. And were you like just jamming out to these in your room? And yeah, yeah. Well, we already it. had vinyl passed down from the, the, the folks. Yeah, so the we, family were down with the music. Yeah, so we'd been jamming to God knows what psychedelic 60s garage bands and like not so much, excuse me, not so much diversity uh-huh. in the folks' record collection. No uh, more reggae, of a yeah okay cool no reggae, yeah no soul no funk 
that wasn't couple, where they were coming little, from. A couple little gems. Yeah, a couple crossovers. Commercial ones. Yeah. Yeah. So like maybe Exodus was in there. Okay. Um, maybe a little Otis Redding Tramp was in there. A couple, couple compilation albums. But mm-hmm. Out of thousands of records, that was like maybe like one <laughs> percent. But you you grew up around it. Yeah, music music definitely <coughs> always playing. So being young and going out to buy it was being young pop music. Yeah, um, like Madonna. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Uh, Toto, Foreigner. Yeah, I wanna know what love is. Me, I'm still there. I'm yes, still, I'm brainwashing my kids right now with that stuff. And they going local down in Acapulco. <laughs> yeah, all day, still there. Bang it. But then on on the other side you had the you had all the punk stuff. Uh-huh. So, like, I suppose when it passes through, you don't realise, but it stays. So, uh, I, it was an interesting music first that made you start buying it, and then it was hip hop that was the one that took over in terms of this is what I'm going to really keep buying, and was, that's when you that start going to secondary. It was all it was spray can art, yeah. it was subway art. Yeah, it was the little documentaries that they flashed on our screens for yeah. a few minutes it bad not bad meaning good or whatever yeah, yeah. break dance the movie yeah yeah it was that one where there's a little white kid and he's going i was just looking in the mirror and i went and i thought oh and it was a snare you know that one no uh, yeah i'd have to go back to the, uh, Sick. the lab but it's like a load of in- english kids yeah and they're all talking about hip-hop wow and there's like a phone in a phone in rap freestyle session i don't know this you find it on youtube okay but all those little flashes. They all meant something. Like a lot of us remember, the older lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we knew about Covent Garden and the bench and all that. And yes. The breakers. And I used to know, a, 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 I still know him now, a guy called Leo, who was one of our elders from Newton Green. And he was a big part of what went on in Covent Garden. But we used to take the piss out of him. Because he had like, he, he was a pretty guy. Yeah. Like, Good looking guy. But he had like his long Jerry Curl kind of hair. <laughs> we used to go, Leo is a wanker. Leo is a wanker. We used to cast the shit out of him. But he's looking fly. But actually, actually, yeah. he was like, he was fly. He was he fly. Was, he was dope. Yeah, blatantly. Yeah, he had his, his his shell toes and his tracky and yeah, he was he was dope. But all the BMXing, so the whole the whole thing, the whole. It was just all taken in. The the kids ran ours. They built. Uh, half pipes themselves yeah I'm not even joking it was a full on proper like you would see yeah 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 they just, I don't know where they can't even download that shit no, can you no. they, they, they must have just get a book or yeah. whatever or got someone who knew they came and it was right outside of our room Damn. so the, the bikes were coming up to my first oh place. shut up that wall I know what you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. up there dude. fuck so just the whole that moment, the golden moment in that the mid eighties. Yeah, that was it. it was the flood, tunnel vision. There was a flood, wasn't of there? American of it, yeah. Urban culture. Yeah, yeah. But only, but there was it was a flood, and but there was only a select few that really took it. I know it took on everyone, a lot of people. Like primary schools, you know. I, so yeah. for me, I was in primary in those yeah. years. I remember it just it was washed, washed of it. But there was only a few that pulled through. You knew obviously one of them. Like when you hit secondary and you meet intense and they're rapping, mm. is that the first time you've seen and heard rapping to your face? No, because I was rapping. 
You were rapping already. Well, I was beatboxing and rapping. You were like, fuck it, I mean... No one had heard me beatbox. I mean, six. sorry. No one had heard me rap. So you're so, just rapping in the room? We've been doing demos. At 12 years old, yeah. we, we had demos. Who's we? Me and, me and Chess. You, so you got Chess. Chess was the same thing. Just well, a bit, a bit brothers, younger. Little brothers want to imitate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. And it, 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 it's the company. So yeah. if I'm sitting in my we're house, we're yeah. here. This is, like I've been playing with playing with my cars with you and mm. playing Ludo and shit with mm. you for the last 10 years. Yeah. Like, this is what we're doing now. A little bit of rapping. But you know what? Chess was conscious at 10. Shut up. At 10. I've got the, I've got the demo tips. What? Yeah. And he, like his subject matter was... His subject matter was, police put me in a cell and I don't know why and drugs are going to do your... Bro-. Like, just like, hold on a minute, where are you even hearing this? <laughs> where the fuck? Yeah, because that's not even... I mean... That's the estate though. The message... Yeah. That's the about the closest... He would have heard it in terms of music. Yeah. And yeah, that was, that was there. We had that. But... Um, so this is this is the estate talking, um, maybe. Maybe even not because we weren't even out playing them times. Uh. We, we would have been playing out, but we, we, it wasn't in that context. Yeah, and you weren't seeing those type of headsets. No, it's no. definitely ingrained in his, wow. in his spirit as a human being. Like parents, mum and dad. Yeah. I mean, obviously not the violent part. They wouldn't dad say. Dad's a depressant man. Yeah. So I mean, and obviously he's the art. He was the artist in the family and. Lyric. Yeah, yeah. I could say his lyrics were depressing mm. enough, or at least melancholy. Melancholy, melancholy yeah. yeah, yeah, enough for it to have rubbed off on chest. But we were my dad after we split with the band. So my dad was in a band, yeah, famous band. He got ripped off, yeah, awfully robbed. Ah, beyond beyond comprehension. Yeah, literally like watch. I'm watching you on top of the pops. And we're sitting here, we ain't even got a fucking washing machine or carpet, them ones. And he's standing there on TV in your yeah, and going, yeah, like top of the pops though, number yeah, two yeah. in the national charts. Yeah. It's a big thing, it was like 750,000 sales. You Jeez. don't do that now. not in physicals. No. No. No, 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 no. And he just got rinsed. Oh, rinsed. And I say it in a, a particular track that I, I recorded once upon a time, all he come back with was addictions, sexual diseases and a fucking broken pocket you know what I mean mm. it just there was no point so um, but there was obviously a musical influence from home though as well that yeah it was massive yeah, yeah massive. Yeah, massive and so you get into secondary school Intense starts rapping who's he with? Um, Intense came from another school uh, primary school called Laycock which is around Highby Corner yeah and um I think I think we would have been in French, or we would have been in one of them them classes that was like not as nothing's happening, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think it came up, and he he started rapping, and I just must have plucked up the courage and just started doing a little beat for him, and it was like yeah, this is good. And then a little dude called Femi, and his pal Derek, who came from a different school. They, they, they were like the comedy version, yeah? Okay. So like, then they tried to start battling. And it was like, Vincent B, you come where your goggles in science C. And it was like them kind of ones. So me and Vincent, intense. Yeah. We are just like, hit them back. 
And it started like that. So we were wow. just joking, messing around in class. In rhyme pattern. Vincent never knew I rapped. Intense yeah. never knew I rapped. So for about a year or so, never told no one that I write. And obviously, I've been writing for ages. So me and Intense used to go up, uh, up and down Highbury Fields. Yeah. Um, at rush hour uh-huh. and busk. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the first year. So because it's a cut through for to get the other side of the manor, isn't it? Yeah. To the tube station and yeah. out of the tube station. And so that we would just walk with the person. And busk alongside them. <laughs> Shut would, up. What you gonna do? Oh, what you gonna do? Oh, what you gonna do when the AIDS lick you? Because you never know what AIDS lick the country. That, that's the lyrics. That's, and we'd just bop down the street. And we'd get money off them. We start hustling people. Damn. And then that, that turned into something a little bit less legal. Like we started doing the, the thing, uh, the sponsorship form. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And <clears throat> oh, we made stupid money. <laughs> I remember <laughs> those days. Stupid money. I remember those days. And uh, Intense got chalked. I said to him, and that was always me. I always used to say, let's just cut it now. Because we really we're, we're killing this, and it's like you know. Because dudes start saying to you, "Didn't you come to me yesterday?" <laughs> it's like we've done it too much now. So we go all the way up and down Upper Street every day, rinsing people, but notes as well. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And just came to a point. I said, "V, enough." And he, he got chored. Like they sent Did the fraud squad down onto what? Upper Street looking for. You two? Yeah, and he got chored. He got sent He got sent to a juvenile. Shut up. Mm. little six-month stretch or something. Yeah, it was like... Ridiculous, though. See you later. Yeah. It happened a few times when, when, when we were doing criminal activities. Yeah. That it was like, you know what? The, the vision was there for me. You kept on seeing. Never really bad. Yeah. Never really bad. I was quite similar but to that. I liked the excitement. Yeah. It was always, for me, it was adrenaline. Same, yeah. same thing I loved about trains and... It, the adrenaline rush was what I now know. Yeah, that that's what you were getting. To me. Yeah, stinking and and being filthy. That wasn't the attractive. That wasn't attractive to me. No. But being on the back of a train, going yeah, <laughs> that was attractive. Walking through the tunnel from Hampstead to Finchley Frog. Oh, I love that tunnel. That's adrenaline. Yeah, for me. I used to love that shit. I do that all day. So there was an element of adrenaline in the rapping thing with Vincent was adrenaline and people started to notice it and then a peculiar thing happened a guy in the third year the third year or the second year he was a couple years older than us a guy called Michael he wanted to battle so we started having battles with him yeah Crowds of maybe 200 people a time, every break time. Yeah. Teachers come in. Yeah, what's going on? Get back to your class. It's, like, it's not a fight, sir. It's not a fight. <laughs> Let them rap. But then there'd be four or five beatboxes per rapper. Yeah. And it would start being like a symphony. Fucking And it was hell. like proper like working all day. Yeah. When you're meant to be doing your school, prepping. On the bass. <laughs> this guy's writing his lyrics. Vincent's writing, Mike's, Mike's getting his stuff, and it would go on all afternoon. This guy turned out to be uh, the uncle of my kid, which is like the maddest twist. In That's probably the one of the bigger twists. Yeah. 
in the story. That is strange. Is that he was... Were you um, ignoring everything else in school? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't ever like school. So you were just there from nine till three, but it wasn't for the education as such. You didn't like it. No, no, I didn't. I didn't, no. So the classes weren't doing much for you. You weren't really there to get your GCSEs. It no. was... The thing is, I wasn't naughty though either, really. No? I wasn't really naughty. It just it's not like you were playing up or nothing. No, just... and, and, and people always say to me, oh, so did you do music? No, no. I didn't. I didn't. Did you do art? No, no, I didn't. I actually fucking, I couldn't stand the art and music. Yeah. I, I used to love the teachers. I used to love the teachers, the supply teachers. Oh, supply teachers. That, that was a reason enough to come into school. Mr. Chowdhury had a heart attack right in front of us, dead. And he used to like cover his mouth and go, oh, dear teacher, no. And he just must have just chuffed it one day and was like all taking a piss at the store. Jesus, we had a teacher called Jesus. I go to your house, master, now! Sit down! You know it already. Yeah. So it's just jokes. It was just jokes. It was fodder. Yeah. It was fodder for the brain. And it was like, especially once smoking the old sativa came into it. Once that came in, school just was like, this is like... When was that? Third year? Yeah, it's probably a bit earlier than that. Mm. It was there. It was, it was early. And it always... It always did the same to me. Yeah? The the first instance of smoking, uh, there was a group of girls that we used to hang around with down the road from the flats. And uh, their mums were like scammers. Right. Like proper scammers. Like credit card fraudsters. Yeah, West End scammers, like, all that shit. Cocaine sniffers. Yeah. Drug dealing. Daughters old enough to be helping them ones. Not not the little daughter, but yeah. the sisters were rude as well. Yeah. Sixteen year old sisters that yeah. are out so there on it. I think one of the girls uh was getting some washing done. Mm -hmm. Her mum washed her clothes and she basically found a bag of ash Mm -hmm. and was like, all right, let's let's see what we can do with this. That's like one of them stupid kids things. We're all crowding around a zoo that was like a sleeping bag trying to inhale. Not burnt the hash properly, all of that. It caught the imagination. Obviously, I I, I come from a home that that was... Partaking. Yeah. And... uh, yeah, just went on from there smoking hash, but realised that it really made me feel very paranoid. Mm. Ash, yeah, at that age. I knew straight away this makes me feel great, but also makes me feel really, really fucking uptight and paranoid, not being able to walk down the street. And that's like in my 13s and 14s. You realised that soon, yeah. No, it was, you couldn't avoid it. Yeah, <laughs> it was, okay. It was crippling. Right, it got you like that. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't because I was like stoned out of my head. It was because like something else is going on chemically. Okay. And um, that never ended. That never really stopped really. And especially later on in the years when the skunk came around. Yeah. Like that set gave me psychotic episodes, which has obviously led to me not smoking weed for such a long time. No, yeah. That would have been the only reason I stopped really. But at that time, and obviously great. for the following years, yeah, great. just what you, yeah, yeah, I get paranoid, whatever. 
I know where to put myself in those yeah, situations. It was fun. It was just part yeah. and parcel of what we were doing. And so smoking young in school obviously takes you out of that whole educational system, really. Like, if, you, if your heart's not in it, cool as yeah, well. I, I, but you're not being... But you're not being naughty. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you're not like, oh, for God's sake, get into that room and just you're there for no, the day. I, I was bad. I yeah, was bad. You were I bad. I say I weren't naughty, but... And then you start remembering. I fucked up my school. Yeah. I fucked up my school. In what way? In like maybe 80, 88,000 pounds worth of weight. Graph? <laughs> yeah. Battering it? No, you know, like summer holidays. Yeah, yeah. That was, oh, that was the joint right there. It was like... Of course. Yeah, it was, it was one of them things where school, you had all the master keys. Mm-hmm. You stole all the Tannoy speakers. You got into all the, the classrooms. Yeah. Use the electricity yeah. with an extension wire to put your music on. Yeah. Play football all day. We had a swimming pool. Go swimming. Yes. Get the canteen out, all the hot chocolate. That's summer holiday. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Mum and dad would be like, where have you been? It's like, I've been at school, boy. It's like, cool. You're there more now than you were when yeah, yeah, it's, when it's right. term. It's like, yeah, that's, that was it. It's good, isn't it? That was it. So like learning, learning a couple skills. Yeah. Going into certain classrooms, leaving personal messages <laughs> to, to teachers, and uh, coming back and and uh, realizing that every single textbook you own has got the same fucking graph. Oh, on it. Shit. and the teachers handing it out with the graph on the wall saying your breath stink like coffee. <laughs> yeah, them ones like not really forward thinking in that sense. Did you get fucked um, for that? Um. You know what was weird about school for me? They always used to say to me, we know it's not you. That's what they always used to say yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. They always used to say that to me. So they didn't want to come down and you like a ton of bricks? No, I don't know what it was. Because they wanted to place the blame. They didn't think it was Oh, you. they were getting rid of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were getting rid of kids left, right and centre. Yeah. When, when it came to the graphing, they were getting, they, they were coming down. They never came down on me. We were in the Grand Hall, which yeah. is our big, obviously, it was our big hall. Um, like a whole school assembly. assembly. Yeah, yeah. And they started talking about the graph. 50% of that hall turned around and looked at me. Shut <laughs> <laughs> They knew. It was one of them ones. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. You just blasted, blessed, blessed it through though. Yeah, so I... I left, I left my school. Yeah. Um, I had a, it was the first day of our mock exams, our GCSEs. Right. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was. It was probably chemistry or something like that. And I went back to my house before the thing, the, the exam. Yeah. With Skinny Man. Yeah. A guy called Goat Man, original names. And, uh, <laughs> my, my pal Gary. I think it was, yeah, it was those guys. And we, we smoked bongs. Yeah. So we were smoking bongs. In the flat. In, in, in my house. Yeah. In my mum's house. Yeah. And uh, stoned. Went back. Oh, I've got to go to this exam. Came to the top of the stairs mm-hmm. in, in the hall. So it's like a sunken hall. Yeah. So you come in and you're on a level. Yeah. You've got stairs going down. Into the hall. Got to the top of the stairs. Had to explain to Mr. Chabody. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm here. Can I? Yeah, yeah, you better hurry up, get down the stairs. Fell down the stairs. Flat on my face, in front of the whole... Shut up. 
the whole year. Too high. And I, I stood up and I thought about it. And it was one of them ones where your pride gets the better of it. Yeah. It was probably the worst decision I ever made. <laughs> and I stood up and I said, all right then, that's probably it for me, yeah? Later! <laughs> I got up and I fucking walked out and never came back to school. Imagine you hadn't dropped. I'd have probably felt, like, but at least, I'd have, at least I could have said I got my GCSEs. I do, I regret that. And I ain't fucking taking them again. I ain't taking them now. No, no. Um, but, so up to that point, right, so you've got into your fourth year, whatever it is, fifth year when you do your mocks, you've fallen in, like, you're writing graffiti. Yep. Partaking in all types of, in all parts of that. Loads of You've crime. told me mad stories. Yeah, enough crime. Loads of crime, mm-hmm. which Mugging. is raising proper street life. Yeah, you're yeah. taking over. Give and take. Yeah, I give was and take. It and getting it at the yeah. same time. Yeah, it just one like of them ones. Living that life out there. It's, uh, taking and receiving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, what's music saying? What's rapping saying? Um, throughout. Throughout like 87, 88, 89, yeah. that's when I would have met up with um, Mace and RCS, RCS guys. Yeah. And would have that's that's when my attention kind of turned more to that. To graph. So like I was in I was in school with a guy called Frail, who was an RCS guy. Yeah. He used to be best friends with Michaela. Mm-hmm. Who was RCS and Scare? Who was in TKS? Um, but Mace, Mace, yeah. Mace, Mace was like uh, uh, a white crazy dude, and um, I thought he was—I thought he was like a, a, a G on yeah. many different levels. And he showed me his black book, and I was like, wow. And Serious. We, we comparative, like, we, we were toys. Yeah, but it was what you compared to what you were doing. He was. He's he was something else. Yeah. And um, so all around the Beauvoir, all like Drax's manner. Yeah. So for me, Charlie Shazer. Yeah. Fura, all the W. Fura. Yeah, Fura, Ariane. Yeah. Like there was a time when the North London line. That was my line. Yeah. Yeah. Overground so now, I'd North London line's yeah, the line, mate. Yeah, right. So I travelled that line every day, religiously. I'd, I'd, I'd walk up and down Upper Street, religiously, yeah. every day. Rack, yeah. rack, 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 rack. Then do the trains all day. But like, so yeah, it's like a bit of a, it was a, it was a narrow-minded way of being. Like we were not thinking, oh yeah, you can get on buses. Oh, you get, yeah, there's even tube trains. It wasn't really stretching that no. far. I know what you mean. It was, there was a, a, a religious yeah. regime that we would do. North London line's important line as well. I didn't hit it till after it shut down for a few years. So you were on the, you were on the previous part. So then they closed it for like four years or something and then they reopened it. And that's when I started painting it. It's so mid-90s onwards. With the old trains or the new... The no, nah, there was a Silver Links by then. So, right. yeah, different stock, everything yeah, in 96. Yeah, used to love them. Yeah, so that a completely different game. Mm. And also, I suppose the way that line ran, it stayed pretty much through the manor, all the way through to Hackney. Yeah. So yeah. it was all... It was the same walking distance you'd been doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the area. And so, yeah, obviously hitting that line was... Oh, it's... Uh... 
it was a good fun man mm. like a lot of a lot of good fun there. but uh meeting mace kind of you know like spring-loaded the direction of that graph movement yeah because i've never stuck with a tag either mm-hmm. and then when i met um lee probably edit that name out it's probably a good idea um and when we met i think that's when i became slammer so before that it was just whatever I, tags I was, I was hero i was toast yeah i was milk okay spider um all different yeah trying to work out the letters toast was good for me yeah for a minute i must have done toast for a little while okay sort of got a little throw up i was obsessed with the throw ups with eyes in them oh yes and making them into some kind of face yeah I was obsessed with it yeah with the fucking eyebrow as well yeah, as the yeah, eyeball yeah, and yeah, the iris yeah, having yeah. that shape. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was obsessed yeah. with finding You still got it in that slammer for off, isn't it? The slam the slammer S is yes. Yeah. That's that's my baby. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh I used to hang around with Faith, who who was my oldest, oldest school friend from back in primary school. And so me, Faith, Mace. And then obviously met Acrid and the rest of his boys. Series, OG series. Yeah, um, just all that that time. So like up until about eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then going to Loughton. That that was where I used to hit the centrals. Yeah, and like lots of meeting different people along the way, and uh, people like Funbox, who was a very odd character, sick, scared the living bejesus out of me. Yeah. Um, was it a guy called Crone? Crone? Crone. On the little, the little, was it a, the East London line? Yeah. You know Crone, that? it might have been. I'm I, I, I think... side one. Okay, side sick. One. No. These are guys that used to, the stories around them. Yeah. Were like, don't meet them. <laughs> them ones, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, most yeah. of the time. Yeah, don't meet those the ones. first train you get on. Yeah. And that's who you fucking meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, when I when I first met Funbox, it was um, somewhere in the east, and um, he came up and he, he he's a rude boy. Yeah. Old old school rude boy, diamond socks, yeah, pin tucks, sick trainers, high top, whatever. Yeah, cut an angle. Yo, you man, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you write? What do you write? It's like yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> like hold this. And it's like what well, what's this? And he give us a box of shoes. <laughs> a, a, a Nike shoe yeah. in a box and said yeah just hold it yeah and got on the tube I was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck so yeah just stayed in I mean, it was like somewhere like Bethnal Green yeah somewhere. yeah just, just stayed there all day waiting and he just hopped off the tube and was like yeah safe yeah got back on the tube and oh my god so it's like oh just all that yeah fun fun times amazing times fun times a different world completely different world and knock that's it i forgot ah uh, yeah knock rcs yes. yeah made good friends with knock yeah knock 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 are definitely one of the the friends that i made yeah and uh man and so at that time as well were you like you were doing graph graph sketches in books and yeah, yeah, painting yeah. and tagging yeah. and living that lifestyle and yeah, not, 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 I mean, for, like I said, like for three years. Yeah. I was dedicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To an extent. Yeah. I, I knew the racking spots. I could, I could rack like a motherfucker. Yeah. And I could, I could do a couple of hour lines. I was, I was never, never say I could do a burner. Mm-hmm. 
but I can do throw ups and yeah you've got letters like, though let's not fuck about yeah, you've got not, letters not like not like shading and all that kind yeah of business. That I'll get you the, nah silver dubs yeah. all day got you <laughs> <laughs> got that S for I couldn't, on I it. couldn't do that other stuff the burners nah because I was too prang too prang to, to find somewhere where I could hone them skills yeah and it weren't it weren't really about that no because you just get beat up and chased everything. there's no halls of fame really either yeah, tough on part, man. Yeah, like, I suppose. Like, they were big boys, like all yeah. the big boys would chase you off. Yeah, take your paint and yeah, chase yeah, you see off. Yeah, see you later. Yeah, that weren't a place to practice. Your car plan, that's yeah. a car plan. <laughs> the fuck was he doing with his car plans? Yeah. But, but my shit was rubber ducks. Yes. Uh, stop that leak. Um, red smooth right. Yes. Ham, uh, what was that Finnegan's? Hammer right. Hammer right. Yeah. Um, yeah, any of that range, the smooth on it. Yeah, loved them and chrome spectra. Yeah, that, that was that was skinny cap. Yeah, amazing times, man. And this is still in school-ish times, or just after. When, you know what, my memory is that bad. It blew. But so when did when did you decide like all right, this hip hop thing? Um, probably when I stopped graphing. Yeah. Yeah, like. It would have been in the background. Yeah, of course, because it had been there from the beginning. Yeah. But in terms of taking it as a... So you know when you decide, all right, sick, I've just met Mace. I've met a couple of the RCS boys. I'm going to get on this graph thing properly. Mm. I've got the teams there. Mm. I might as well utilise it. I'm going to learn. You don't think that at a time, but that's what we do. Mm. Oh, right, wicked. It's all accessible. Let's go. Yeah. And you do it for years. Did that happen with hip-hop? Like you'd met Intense and all them lot and you were doing the thing and the battles in classrooms and that yeah. type of shit. But after the graph... Like how did how did you meet Skinny? Was Skinny just like, a man in a manner, or? I tell you what it was like the graphing and like the kind of taking it easy, rapping with the music and DJing and doing little things like that. They was all kind of combined. Right. So it was all part of the day. It was yeah. It was all kind of combined. Yeah. But like the effort went into graph. Yeah. So like shoplifting. Yeah. And doing stuff like that. I used to go to Watford all the time. So I used to go as far as I could out. Yeah finding places where I could just film a Wrap bag up, exactly. Of whatever. Yeah. Like socks, I used to love socks. I had a fetish for diamond socks. So Boom. Sock shops, yeah. anywhere. Hitting Not that. Safe. Um, but music, I suppose, in Hybrid Grove, we had a youth centre. Mm -hmm. And the older boys, they did this, that and the other. But from the battles, knowing Michael, the, the, Uncle. the opposition, Uncle Michael, um, he put out a record in 1991. Wow. Uh, with a, a group called Dominant Force. Yeah. He put a track out called Raptivity and on the other side it was a, a track called Criminals. And he put out another record called Flex, which was more commercially successful, but it was, it was decent music. It was the mm -hmm. same time as like Outlaw Posse, and Ronin, and when Ronin was having all their parties and all this kind of stuff, so like the turn of the 90s, 91, 92. So I met his sister, mm -hmm. not knowing who she was. Da 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 da, had a kid. It's Michael's sister. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael was like, yo, we're gonna have to like sit down and fucking talk this one out yeah so we did and over time going to the the baby mum's 
mum's house yeah. where the family lived. Yeah. He used to go and check him and he used to have, um, an, he had an MPC, um, an MPC 60. Right. And he used to sample records. And I was like, yo. Is he older than you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Couple so, of years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was, that was a change, a changing moment for me. Because I suddenly thought. Hang on. Whoa, what's that? There's a pro sound there. That's not just rapping. Oh no, he's producing. Yeah, exactly. So it's not just the thing you can do oh. without any money. Oh no. This is like this is this is using yeah, this is records a, yes. that already exist. Yeah, which you're on. Was, don't get me wrong. I oh knew, yeah, I yeah. Knew, I knew the process. Yeah, but I hadn't. No, cool. See. Yeah. How are you gonna? An MPC. Yeah. This became a reality. Yeah. So I see the MPC and I said, "Yo, Mike, you're gonna have to show me about this thing." So we started jamming. He used to show me how to use it. Started learning a couple of things, and then still hanging out with Intense and a bunch of Barry Crew. Yeah, not so much Barry Crew at this time. Okay, just muggers and robbers and stealers <laughs> and dealers. <laughs> because street robbery was high it's on the agenda. Big thing. Yeah, listen all the way through to the mid mid to late nineties. Yeah, street robbery was the thing. So like all the like, not that I took part. Like all the steaming and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was uh, yeah, it was mad times. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was definitely you had all the all dayers going on them times as yeah. well. That that was uh, that was always an eye opener. And um, so I said to Intense, "Yo, you got to get one of these things." So he raked in the money to do it, bought his one, and then we started making beats at, at Intense's house. And you're showing him how to use it. So yeah, so we're all learning how to use it. You're relaying Uncle, the information. Uncle Michael's the source. Yeah, he's the, he's the the wisdom. Yeah, and he's always been it. He's always been it. Even now, it'd be like, yeah, look, boom, 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 and it'd be like, oh fuck, Mike. He just has it. He just yeah. he's had it all the time. And um, so we learned how to do that. And then me and Mike sat down. I was like, why don't we join join up as a crew? And that was the, so Michael was originally from Finsbury. Uh -huh. We were from Highbury. Us man were from Canterbury. Berry Crew, yeah? So, right, Berry Crew. And then we started going out, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Started going to gigs and hustling the mics. Off off the artists who were on stage. Basically went in like how yeah. they did on the street. Yeah. So it was like, who are these fucking yeah. hooligans? But we're taking it. And we, we would wrestle the mic yeah. at the end of the night. Yeah. <clears throat> and that, that grew, that that kind of thing there, with with our prowess. So, so back at Intenses, yeah. it's, a, it's a hobby, it's a thing, you're not a hobby, it's more than a hobby, it's a thing you're on. You're making these beats mm -hmm. and everyone's churning stuff out and you're starting to put lyrics down to it. And then you're thinking, right, we're a crew, so we're going to hit the clubs and we're going to make a name for ourselves and we're going to do it the only way we know how. Not even, we didn't even know what we were doing. No, exactly. So you only do it the only way. to make a name. No. No, you just. No. Just because we wanted to hit a mic. Yeah. And I can tell you. Oh, so hang on. Yeah. It's not even about. Oh, no, no. We're coming as Berry Crew. It's just like, there's a mic in that room tonight. Yeah, we want to be on that. We want to be on that mic because it will amplify our, our voices, basically. It was competition. Yeah. Because we'd come. Like, this is probably a lot of people have that mm -hmm. instinct of competition, it's sportsmanship. Yeah. In a sense, and it's like our idea of making music was born out of 
war. Yeah. I don't mean like... Competition. I don't mean like, oh, hard times were upon us. No, I you mean don't mean... war is in... Yeah. Oh, sh you're shit. Yeah. No, no, I'm not shit. Okay. Yeah, you're shit. I'm going to eat you. Watch. Let's, let's go then. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was it. I, I, and that tra that translated into how we approached yeah. live events. And there was an occasion when we, f when we first went to Subterranea. Mm. in Labrick Grove yeah is it still there I don't, I don't think, think so is this 95 now um, I'm thinking it's 94, 95 I would say we're 92, 93 92, 93 Aaron would have been born like Aaron of course born in 92 92 alright so we're in 92, 93 yeah so there's like only a few milestones that I can judge <coughs> most of the stories that's like, a good one to market yeah, from yeah so man. there's like primary school secondary yeah. school Aaron a piece that I can remember that I drew that <laughs> says 1989 on it. <laughs> and then 92. Sick. So I know from 92 that I met Michael. So it would be 93, 94 yeah. that we start making moves. Michael was still being dominant force. 95, 96 would have been loosely like juggling around with Skinny. We already knew Mongo from street activities um how did you meet skinny uh the first time i met skinny he came into our school in youth club times yeah and came into the changing rooms of our sports hall and we were all up there jamming and skinny just came in like mad he ain't changed he was exactly the same then as he is now and he was mad wired yeah and it was like, hey, Lord of mercy. And he just went and done it, did it. He just did his whole skinny man thing. And it was like, yo, this, this guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, yeah, I know you lot. And it was like, well, we know you. And it was like, yeah. And then, and then we just see him all the time. Yeah. And then it's like, so many people thought that he came to Highby Grove. That's how it went down. He was always about. He was, he was there. And then Mongo on the street thing. Mongo. I used to hang around with uh, a couple of... Yeah, a couple of people. And uh, I think that was the first time I met Mongo was somewhere like... If I'm not mistaken, it was somewhere like Hampstead Fair. Okay. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But the missions were going down. Yeah. Movements were on, the raises yeah, were up. But there was a lot of people I didn't like around that time. Yeah. That that also were... In the vicinity. Well, with the yeah kind of group that yeah. was moving. But it was like, we weren't all... Seeing eye to eye. We weren't all mates at mm. all. No. So it was like a group of predators with predators... Within, <laughs> within the predators. Within the other predators. Yeah. It was stupid, man. But yeah, so Mongo like that. I do believe that's how we met anyway. Yeah. Um, and we went to Subterranea and we got booed like really badly. Booed. Was this Bowie Crew? This is you, yeah, Intense, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the me, Chess, Intense, who else? Maybe uh, Knox, there's another dude. Um, and we jumped up. Hustled it, caused a bit of commotion to get the mic, wouldn't leave, started doing a thing, people started throwing shit, booing, and that kind of set it for us. I was like, all right. 
We're coming. We're coming back. Um, it was it was one of it was like them high school movies. It was like <laughs> we're gonna show you, <laughs> Team Barry. <laughs> we're coming back. That's how it was. It was yeah, like, yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. They fucking you, ruined us. Do you know who was there that night? Who performed that you night? You know what? It was probably. You know what? Yeah, the story. The story goes on. It's like there was an old old school fraternity around that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had business. Yeah. You had Cutmaster Swift. Mm-hmm. You had Pogo. You obviously had your London Posse. You had your MC Duke. You had your Merlins. Um, you had well, there was a crew from Lubbock Grove. I can't remember their name now. You had Gunshot. You had it was basically. My ethnics. Yeah. Uh, what was his name again? Because we we became good friends, mighty ethnics. Yeah, like there was a there was a whole oh, load of them. Yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. fellow with dreads. Mm. Um, yeah, bundles of them, and we didn't really we didn't really fit in. I don't know what was going on before, but we didn't fit. It didn't work, and uh, I mean we were we were like we were like Wu Tangers, man. That's how, that's how we saw it. Yeah. We, so, yeah, let's take ourselves to around 96, yeah? So that, was that when 36 Chambers come out? Like Maybe f- earlier. Five. Yeah, right. So we, we were Wu-Tang it. Yeah. And we thought we thought we were fucking yeah. Wu-Tang. <laughs> <laughs> we're North London's Wu-Tang. I was old let's dirty, get this straight. I was old dirty white yeah. bastard. Yeah, I was old dirty white bastard. <laughs> we were Wu-Tang it. Sick. That, but that they, they, they gave us yeah. they gave us power yeah yeah that energy yeah, was like transferable we, we were numbers as well yeah we were numbers unlike the others duos three maybe groups, yeah, yeah. whereas groups. you lot come in seven we man strong up. ten man we strong we yeah. we all did something yeah and uh, maybe not all as good as each other and all come from something as well it's not like it was the first thing you were doing together well, you'd, it was, uh, you'd already been out there yeah, it, it was one of them ones where it was a bit fearless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, a bit, you, it was a bit fearless. Yeah, yeah. You'd been through shit. It was fine. Yeah, you could say you could say that. I mean, there's always mm-hmm. there's always the nerves of actually getting on the mic and doing. Oh, jokes. of course. But in those situations, the, the actual like in a yeah. crowd. Yeah. Like, give me some. Give me some room. It's, that wasn't too much of a bother. No. Coming with a group that big is like becoming a transformer. Like you come in, you know you're you're there. You want to get on the mic, and your nerves yeah. are anxious. You're feeling like, oh fuck, I got to step in. But when you're with twenty men, you become one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That transformer move, and you just become this one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it was. Yeah. And so pivotal, pivotal moments. Yeah. I'll try, I'll try and be more precise. Don't be. Keep this going. Way, way with my mind. This is, is banging. Is a, a <laughs> rubbish dump of memories. Um, pivotal moment. Yeah. Cream of the crop. Yeah. Yeah. Was held at um, WKDs in Camden. I remember. All right. Cream of the crop was put on by a crew who were also a, a large crew called the Hounds of the Baskervilles. Great name. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of who yeah. that is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is, couldn't put a date on. I'm sure, that, I'm sure there's people. That, I was raving in 95. Mm. I was at Camden Palace. There's people that would be able to put yeah. a date on it. Um, WKDs. Mm-hmm. And it was a battle. It was an open mic night. Mm-hmm. It was well put on. 
and and thought of like you know like yeah the concept was well yeah. thought out yeah sorry all laid out properly yeah. in those crowds yeah at that point you had Roots Manoeuvre you had Shorty Blitz you had Black Twang you had Ty you had people like Estelle uh, Juice Aline fucking hell man all us lot um, in the crowd skinny mud as participants yeah coming, yeah, yeah, coming yeah. to this gig it was basically the prequel to the low life era yeah they're around yeah. I'll call it that that's, that's what I'm familiar with yeah 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 around yeah. that time yeah the time, you're talking about time you're talking about just the label you're yeah, talking about the time people. yeah I know what you mean everyone who went on was there was in there as pretty much a, a, a nobody yeah or like gaining yeah in the manner they were on it gaining yeah yeah momentum yeah people like Roots mm. they were gaining momentum um all sorts all sorts of all sorts of faces all the DJs Pogos all, all everyone was there two seven nines all everyone Harry Loves Scratch Pervert people and that's when the battle started going down and that's when people started pointing out skills like Chester anger like intense so we were starting to get known yeah not so not so much me but it, it was mm-hmm. it was a, a definite moment yeah the light was shining I, on Barry a bit I couldn't do battles you couldn't no I, I did mm-hmm. but it ended badly all the time because I took it too personally so it was bad I'm not a fighter but I took I couldn't take it yeah so, the abuse yeah, you saw it as abuse yeah heads would end up getting beaten up even if it was six months later yeah yeah <laughs> but they were catching get, that fuck up. up getting dust up yeah couldn't somewhere. take it yeah no nah, no nah. it, 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 it wasn't for you nah nah and um chester chester was highlighted yeah focus focus was drawn because he because of his way and and how he uh he beat down mcs yeah <clears throat> so that kind of came around and another pivotal moment was Mudlums. So Mudlums was Such an important time around then. Berry Crew and Mud Fam came together and, and put on our own talent nights. They weren't so much open mics. They were like, get in touch. Yeah. With a demo tape, we'll put you on. Yeah. So we put on crews like Twelve Stone. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! A magnificent Twelve Stone man, that fucking album. Yeah. 1999, Stone Age, Stone Age Stone. is, Tylo gave me that, that album. So, those guys, um, i tell you this. Flashnikov. Everyone. Black everyone, Frank, everyone, you're MCD, right. But, yeah. Um, what's, Heartless Crew. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, loads, loads of different. Ice Pick, like, just massive. Was it always at Dingwalls? No, no, we started off in Finsby Park. Uh-huh. In a crew called, uh, a crew, in a, a place called Powerhouse, which was opposite the Rainbow. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nasty little crack, yeah. crack spot. But um, it worked. Mm. It worked for what it was. And yeah, it was an interesting... So by this time, right, you're a dad. Mm. You, you School didn't, was nothing. Mm. So in terms of what society expects in terms of what you're going to get out of school to then, you know, what's going to bring into your career or mm. whatever. Mm. Like street life had taken over all those years. You're a dad. Mm. You're now rapping with this group. Yep. 
is this the only avenue now? Um, in terms of, well, this is how I'm going to feed myself. No, because I never thought of it. And you're still, still never thought You're of still it. not thinking of I, it. I tell you what, I'm one of them. No, I don't say this like as yeah. if it's it's a badge because it ain't a badge. But I do believe there's children who are born with parents who are dependent on the social. Yeah. Who go on to be dependent on the social. Yeah, 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 definitely. I've seen that. And then their children go on to be dependent on And I was definitely within that mind state. So in terms of what... At that point. What the world had to offer you, mm. you knew... in it, What the government was handing over now was, okay, so I know I can get benefits, I yeah. can get a flat at some point, I can do... We had a place. We, you, had, we you, had a place. You had a place already. Me and... Me and uh, well, it wasn't mine. But yeah. They give the place to the mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were just like, this is my life. I'm going to be part of this system. You don't think of future. Yeah, no, I just wanted to do, I just wanted to do music. I didn't, I didn't even think of it as money. No, but you just, this is how I live through benefits. It's not a thing. It just is. It's like hand to, hand to mouth. It just is. And music is the thing I love. Yeah. You didn't think about money in music. No. You didn't think about future in music. No. It was just... Yeah, that it, music came from the back of you buying records, you writing graffiti, you battling in school. Just it, loving it. It was just the thing that was there. Yeah, it, loving it. It basically was what makes what makes one feel good. And it, for me, it was that pretty much that on its own. Like uh, I wasn't a massive drug. Uh, fiend uh, I didn't dabble so much mm-hmm. I did a bit of the psychedelics for a minute um, but no and f- basically from so 98, 99 another pivotal point mm-hmm. doing a Mudlands one night there was a guy called Mark B in the crowd and Mark B waited for us outside. And um, he wanted to talk to me and my brother. And it was a, it was an, a, a basic proposition. Would you like to do a record? Just you two. And yeah. And we, Not the Bowie crew. No. We already knew that he put uh, the mud files out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that had done quite well. Yeah. Um, was it mud files or yeah. was that Ronin? No, that was. I've he got did, it here. He that was something. no, he that was Mark something. B. Yeah, he yeah. did something with them. I know Ronin did something first, and then Mark. The did picture something. picture cover was Mark B. I'm sure. Uh, anyway, Itchy Town. Yeah. <laughs> I can't Itchy Town's Ronin. Right, Itchy, Itchy Town is the Ronin one. one. Yeah, right. That's so, Ags, isn't it? Yeah, Agzi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Mark did something with it. Yeah. And you then, knew that. So, yeah. So, we knew who he was. And <coughs> uh, he basically said, yo. And we were like, sorry, let me take you back. Mm-hmm. Let me take you back a little bit. We were recording as Berry Crew for about a year, maybe two years, with Sounds of Money. Mm-hmm. Sounds of Money had a studio in... Um, like Hackney Lane or like 
somewhere not not too nice. Yeah. And we basically lived in that studio. Sounds of Money looked after and put out Queen's Heads. Oh, yeah. So they worked with Roots mm-hmm. and they worked with Black Twang. So sharing the studio at that time, so it must be around 97, mm-hmm. 98-ish, we were all sharing that studio. Amazing. And we were, sleep- we were sleeping there. Yeah. I know about the rest of them, but they must have had to book it because we never left. <laughs> <laughs> we made some we made some shit. The only track that I think we've got left from that is a track called The F, uh-huh. which is uh uses a sample from The Godfather. And we're talking about when you're an F, you're not a G. Simply stating what I mean. Like so it was a it was basically a fuck off. Yeah. Like you fake G's, you're not a G, you're an F. Yeah. Yeah, I like one that. of them ones. It, it was all right. It's a nice, it's a nice tune. It still stands up all right. Still, yeah. Um, but we thought we were fucking great. Do you release you release music under the Berry Crew um, with you and Chess in it? What's yeah, the yeah 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 the Berry Crew EP? Yeah, I've got that. And that was much that we'd finished that much before it ever saw the light of day. Yeah. So that yeah. that that to us. But me and Chess had a problem with. The Berry Crew. Mm. We had a, we had a problem with them because they were procrastinators. Right. Yeah, and they wouldn't put shit out. And there were so many of us. Yeah. On different roads and different skill levels, that it was hard to be satisfied because we'd have a track and it would be like, yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. But and then we'd come back and some someone with a lesser skill set had put a vocal on it, and it's like. This ain't working now. Fucking working out. Too many cooks. Yeah, it was it was a bit frustrating. So now I could go back to the Mark B bit. Mm. So we'd had all of that. So you're going through those stresses. Going through a bit of stress with recording. Yeah. We'd recorded the Berry Crew thing, uh, the beginning at um, a studio at the back of Carnaby Street, um, on top of the Blues Bar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that side commercial studio that does like commercial work, not really a music studio, but. We knew someone in there. Did all that. Mark came to the gig. We were like, oh, but what about like the the Berry Crew thing? Mm. And he was like, I don't want to work with them. Like, if you want to do it, like you two do it. And it was like, oh, it's one of them ones. So he saw. But also as a crunch thing, because that's that's foundation. Of course. From day. Yeah. From before this. From way, way back to first year of Second, yeah. School, like yeah. Like a a decade over, a decade's gone past now. Yeah. 15 years yeah. are in. A lot of time have gone past. 20 years nearly. So it was one of them, and it was like, is it, it was an inevitable in, in Inevitable thing. It was an inevitability, yeah. Mm. It was going to happen, but. So it was like, all right, we'll do it. Mark was like, well, what are we going to call ourselves? And I had written a tag on a milk, a milk uh, crate. In my mum's, you know, like you just scribble shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a few. Puncture pomposity, that was one, but that wasn't going to be the name. And Task Force, I, I'd written Task Force for some reason. Like, you, if I'd been listening to radio or watching TV, I'd just get my pen out and write it on the wall if it was something that took my mind. And Task Force, for some reason, I must have written it for some reason. Yeah, why don't we use Task Force? Yeah, that sounds all right. All right, cool. And we used that. And then from then, Mark was like, come and see me in Barnes, where he lived. Funny guy, Mark. Can't say he weren't. 
very withdrawn. I, fe- I felt that he was a withdrawn character. Mm. Like he wasn't like the, at least he wasn't like the people who I have known. Been around, yeah. They were flamboyant. Yeah, loud. Yeah. Obnoxious. Yeah. So completely he was, opposite. He was a bit nerdy. Yeah. Which is cool because when you really get to the bones of it, mm. most producers, most graphers, most rappers mm. were pretty nerd, yeah. nerdy, really. Yeah. So, but he was openly quite nerdy, and it was a long train journey. Listen to the beats, write the lyrics, come back, record them, come back. So I knew Mike Order was born. And from then, it was just, uh, we were very unsatisfied. We knew Mike Order meant something. Oh my God, man. No, no, because everyone thinks it meant something, but it meant something different to us. Yeah, it might have done, but what it did for us is a different thing. And I know I'm not taking away what you thought of it, but for us, it was something different. We Go on, what I'll did you, you think? What we thought. Yeah, yeah. We, I'll tell you what we thought we were saying. What we thought we were saying is, fuck this shit. That's what we thought we were saying. Yeah? Mm. Because we were... I, I suppose we were quite spiteful in a way. Because we didn't... We didn't necessarily think what we were doing was what we wanted to do. So it was like... New Mike Order was like, everything is shit. Everything is shit. And people kind of took it a little bit differently and thought it was like a UK calls to action. And it was like, no, no. We're we're talking about you, man. We're talking about you. Because you know what's a funny thing? Your audience is never the, 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 the way that you think, like, the way, the audience is never who you imagine them to be. Yeah? Yeah. It's never the person in your mind Mm. who you think you're trying to reach. It's never, it's never that person. Usually that person. It's someone completely different that looks completely different to the idea you had in your mind. (laughs) Yeah? And I can only say that we, I think, there's certain things that I can't, I won't say, but there's certain things to do with being the baddest type of person in that type of person. Yeah. In the group of that type of person. So we're a type of person. Yeah. And everyone who's a type of person, like me, we all try to be badder than that type of person. Yeah. Like, and yeah. there is that element in that yeah. portion of UK hip hop and I see it a lot I see that 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 everyone's trying to outdo each other in how crazy or how authentic yeah or how road or how like just so constant proving yeah the extremities of what it really is to be and thankfully now we have embraced the countryside and the outskirts and people who are highly revered are it's much more diverse yeah 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 where you'd have people in Nottingham and Sheffield back in the day screaming down at London saying yeah what's what's going on with us up here Mm. why is no one paying any attention to your MSI asylum MSI asylum yeah 
your fucking Juicelines and just all across the board, everyone was being ignored. And now you have Manchester, which is like, it's so huge. Massive. And with everything that comes out of it. That's what, but that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were all there. Mm. Strategy. Connie Con. Yes. DRS. They were all there at the same time. What were they called? But it wasn't getting the same. No. And it it is very difficult to ignore when you have such... Uh, when it's embraced it's a bit like a uh, it's a bit like an Elvis Presley thing didn't you but, but why would you think that that album would have or EP would have why why was it translated differently than to what you why do you do you think it was because of the embracing that your what you were trying to really get across didn't come across no it was just like sick new London fresh Mark B Fresh, Chester and Farms, fresh. It didn't matter what you were saying. Is that what you mean? Mm, that was like, it was like, it was like boom bappy, nerdy kind of. Yeah. Like our crowds, the, the division was clear. Yeah, oh, so I see. At the time, yes. At the time, Task Force were ripping up shows. Yeah? 99, 2000, 2001, yeah. 2002 ripping up every show that we had a wicked audience a wicked crowd and then you'd have on the same bill you'd have people who we as artists respected mm. so much so much more I see like your scheme and your Sterling yeah. Sterling collapse yeah and like all those dudes there and people walked off when they came on after us or before yeah. So no one was like, and, and, and they would vocalise it. It's like, what, what, what the fuck are you lot on? And that would make it worse, obviously. Yeah, yeah, piss the crowd off. <laughs> yeah. Definitely don't want to see like, it. I get it, because people like what they like. Mm. But the crowd's changed. Because when we were being initiated into the scene, the crowd weren't the same. The crowd weren't the same. The crowd were the reverse of mm. that. And we were like being told, who the fuck are you lot? Get the fuck off here! This is our this is our thing. Yeah, but then it turned it turned on its head, and then it turned completely the opposite. It's all a bit cryptical. That I'm, that I'm, I'm saying it. In, no, I, I in see. A, in I a see. Yeah, but frame. I see what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. Because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it, well, it is, is what it is. is. Yeah, you. But this is the thing in terms of perception from the public as a fan. Why was I going to listen to it? or get hyped for. Like, what you and your brother did was something really fucking special, man. And you know what? I'm, I'm a late listener. I didn't hear in 99. I, I, thought, a lot, I thought a lot of it was shit. Nah. I thought a lot well, of our, no, not, not what we did. I thought I, a lot of our contemporaries were shit. Yeah, I see what you mean. I thought they were dreadful yeah. and awful. But at the same time, there were people who I thought were absolutely amazing. And not given that spot. And not given a spot. And not shining, and not being able mm. to shine, and uh, yeah, it's a it, it's one of them things that kind of hangs over. Yeah, but hangs over the the yay. This is this is great. Like looking back on it, because now 
people always go, yeah, man, like, you lot birthed that whole thing, like, and, like, like high focus and jest, and, like, they all sound like your brother and you, and, like, yeah, maybe, but it's all very one-sided. It's all very one-sided, which is not... If you ask Clash mm. what he thinks... He'll tell you something different. He, he, he saw it and came from a, com- a ple- completely different direction as well. You'll have them guys and they, they weren't as fan and they would have seen it. They would, they would have seen it similarly to how I'm explaining it, I do believe. Yeah, you, I think you're right. The crowd was a uni though back in the days and that's the difference. The crowd was... They were just hip-hop heads. It was hip-hop heads. When it changed, there was all the uni heads. You know? It changed very, yeah. very quickly, yeah. Because when you're talking about mud... Muslims and all that. Yeah. It was ragga. Oh, it was ragga. You were scared to be there. It was scary. But then, when you're saying that it was the crowd that you don't expect, yeah. the uni heads, they love It's like the jungle scene. They everything. All of them scenes changed, yeah. like crap. Good point. And, all the other, and then it changed. They'd quickly take it, change it into something else. Everyone yeah. with rucksacks. Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Because sometimes I feel... I don't talk about it. Mm. So I'm talking about it because... I've asked you to, but you don't talk about it. Not this. even. No, I'm talking about it because you're you're a pal, mm. and and it's like I wouldn't just say say it. No. But historically, people pay Jews in a certain way. People ain't pay Jews the same way anymore. Yeah. That, and yeah. I'm, I'm not bitter about that. No, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, I'm not bitter about that. I think it's much better mm-hmm. that the dudes ain't having to pay the same Jews. Yeah. Because we because it was hard. We were getting stabbed. Yeah. Like. There was madness going on. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that, well, that's just over music. That's just over like... Yeah, that isn't even the street shit. That was the... Being pissed. Yeah. And like getting gassed. Yeah. And and all them ones. And that's that's your way in. So so it's like, yeah, now don't compare, don't put all them names after us. And say... When it wasn't like that. You lot born them. Nah, Mm. not at all. Not at all. Because if they'd have come along with us, in, in our... It would have been different. But surely then it just comes down to, <clears throat> again, I think it's about the importance of you and your brother in that time. It can't be taken away. No, the no, fact no, that, no, because no, what, no. if people say to you about what Jest is or what, you know, whoever, 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 and I'm not taking away Jest's mm. like, acclaim whatsoever, mm. but the words have been said. Do you know what I mean? And, and in a timeline, you were before them. So it's an obvious. Do you know what I mean? It, we say the same in the graph world. It's like saying who was white yeah. as an MC that anyone can remember. Yeah. And I'll tell you who you can remember. If you're old enough, you can remember Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. You can remember Gutter Snipes. Um, you can remember Skinny. You can remember me. You can remember my brother. You can remember Magic Marco, just because he was so absolutely outrageous. Mm-hmm. Outrageously bad. Blade. <laughs> Blade. Blade. Who's not... Yeah, I mean, he's an Iranian, isn't he? Mm. So... But like, so you have that and you say, okay, so like you're the kind of people that just want that. You're the start of, Mm. you're the start of it. When it's, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that at all. We're not the start of it. Because yeah, but you, you can't. I see. I'm, I'm not playing us, that. No, 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 you're not. I'm you're not, not playing. playing us, and I know you're not. But what I'm saying, what I think is, is that that shit is inevitable. And so what I'm trying to say is it comes out of your hands and it literally, the light is shone on you and your brother and it couldn't be helped. 
And I see what you mean, mm. and you're and you're not you're not lowering your skills or lowering your expectations of what was what you wanted to do, and you're not really even cussing the crowds or anything. You're just stating a fact. But on the, on the flip side, it makes perfect sense that your rise and your the shine mark b doing his thing that ep and everything else that came after yeah. was a massive change in the scene it was yeah it was it, 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 undeniable and whether it was stripes were earned or not whether it was you birthed this scene or not that really doesn't matter because the timeline's obvious and we can see where you came from and we can see where these people came from you're you're you weren't the same as half of them rappers before you you, you'd come from a completely different angle, but people will still put them before you in, in the timeline. Yeah, no, they were before, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah we, broke, we broke the rules. You broke the rules, yeah. You, and <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. It's just like, you came in, you jarred the place. Like, you shook the fuck up. You changed the way it was meant to be. be. You changed the, the way in. Mm-mm. You changed all the rules. Then you two get picked up even further and pushed to a bit more of a different level with, mm-hmm. you know, Mark mm-hmm. doing his thing. The game changes. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. You and your brother are really fucking important. Like, in yeah, that, realize, that point I in realize, time... I oh, realize, yeah, yeah. I realise. But with that comes the, comes the burden of... Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I feel the same about Graf. I'm pissed that I'm part of the last generation of people that lived a certain lifestyle before the shops. Mm. Before the internet. But I was only... I had five years before that kicked Is off. Is that a big thing with, like, graphics? Completely different world. I mean, 2000... with, with, with the older... With the I older don't know. Generations. I'm not sure. I've never chatted to him about it. But um, I feel eternally grateful that I started when I did. And I sometimes get a bit pissed off about how easy it's been for people after me. Yeah, right. So it's paying juice. I opened the first shop in the country. Yeah. By doing that... You fucked up. I man. fucked it up. <laughs> it's your fault. I fucked shit up. And I've right, had conversations so, so with people talk, about you're it. you are talking about the same thing. Yes, the same it's thing. Pain, another, another thing is, that you forgot to mention yeah. is when it came to like uh, white rappers you were talking about, yeah. they all had American accents. Ooh. Whereas in you whereas in you lot had a sound that people weren't used to. And I, but, you know? but the locals identified with it. Yeah, right? yeah. Bro, that's a fucking major point right there. Because... Because that was the thing, because I went to jams since 91, so I remember when you lot started to appear, I remember like, how, yeah, yeah. you know, because when I first started to go into jams, there was about five white people in the whole place. That's what I'm talking it was about. quite square, scary yeah, for yeah, me yeah, anyway. Yeah. And, um, and then I, re- I remember seeing everything and being in um, subterranean, you lot coming on and seeing everyone like just screwing their face when you lot come on stage, yeah, not, even, not even there. listening, not even listening to what you got to say. Yeah. They just don't like the sound. Yeah. They it was too new for it them. It was abrasive, wasn't That's it? That's why it's like, it took them like, a long time. To get that crossover happening. Well, just for, for them to realise that these people, yeah. then they're here now, aren't it? Yeah. You know? And this and is the sound. Because, you know, like think about it. We always had... Uh, rappers from England, from say not London, mm-hmm. they had like their accent, which you know what I mean. That was that was their yeah. from Yorkshire dialect, thing, you know all that I mean? shit. Yeah, yeah. And so that was like you know accepted, uh, whatever. Didn't, didn't like it. Did, didn't like. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we yeah, don't yeah. even bother going up to the front or anything yeah. at the beginning. Um, True point. That's a fucking. That's a real heavy, point. valid point in this discussion. Yeah, you know what? I'm a born pessimist. Yeah. You know, I can see that. Born pessimist. <laughs> I get it off my mum. Yeah? Because she, like, if, if I chat to my mum at any point in any time, the first thing she will say is, eee, 
I'm so tired. And it's like, that's, that's how I was raised. There ain't nothing, nothing good. So like people say to me, yo, what you been up to? Like I've been with my, my, my wife. I'd be like, what, what's going on farms? Like people I ain't seen for years. And I should be saying, yo, like this bear <laughs> shit's been going on. Kids, the little family. And it's like, yeah, you know, like, just like the same old thing, man, really. <laughs> same old that, that, That's me. That would yeah. be my answer. And it's like my, my missus will always nudge me and go, don't even bother yourself. Yeah. Like, tell them this and tell them yeah. that. What about? And it's like, I think to myself, oh, um, this is embarrassing, man. You find it cringy? No, because um, I'm not, I'm not, you know what? Mm, I'm not a glutton. No. And that, that goes back to the power thing. Mm. Part, that, that part, like, at first, yeah, boy. Got this. <laughs> this is sick. But with women. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, I went backwards. Yeah. Like, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Like, before. But then... When, when it become like, oh, what? I don't even have to ask. Yeah. Like, you're going to give it to me? Yeah. It was like, that's it. And I, I went somewhere else. And uh, for years. Grew with it. Just wrong. So those years, right? You, scenes changed, obviously, right? New Mike Order comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Barry Crew back off a bit. Barry Crew done. Yeah. Finished. Yeah. Intense does a couple of extra things, isn't it? But bad feelings. Yeah, all that. Yeah, I mean, all of it's that. Ine the inevitable fallout of me yeah. and my brother saying, "I forget it." Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, it was a, it was a betrayal. I, I, I'll give them that. Yeah. It was a betrayal. Well, no, it was. I'm not, it, not, surely it works on both sides, though, man. Yeah. If you want to produce work and your people aren't producing, and someone comes along to produce work, what do you, you have to produce the yeah, work. As a grown ass man, you can see. Uh, it. Yeah, as a grown ass but man, as, when as, you're part of a clique and a, and a kid, no, you can't. And yeah, look, but we have we have to be able to step back and look yeah. at that because otherwise we carry the grudge. No, it was sour, man. It was sour. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, it was. It wasn't like. It wasn't like grief. It wasn't life-ending. It wasn't but grief, no. but it was sour. And I, I can understand why. I, can, I definitely can see why there was uh, sour grapes, but do you know what? It just went on and... Um, did you tour that album then, that EP? Yeah, so we did our first tour um, in probably the end of 99. And how are you feeling about Mark? Because is he your first professional yeah, in yeah, the scene first, then? Yeah, first working relationship with anyone outside of the family, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. And... Um, we went on a tour. So obviously DJ Vadim is very highly linked with Mark, closely mm. linked, I should say. And uh, so Vadim wanted to tour us with DJ Mr. Fing, a crew called the Swollen Members from Canada, which consists of a guy called Mad Child, who's like some kind of like living God icon out there. Yeah. Still now. Yeah. Um, and a guy called Prevail, who, who's awesome. Um, and a crew from New York called the Antipop Consortium. Oh, yeah. And they're still um, going. I think I saw something of theirs the other day. Yeah, actually, I think they're still know? going. And I was going to like comment and say, mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was a twit. <laughs> the guy beans. I didn't like him. Nah. Bit. There was one guy and he was he was sweet. And the other one, he just thought he, he, thought he was something else. Mm. 
and we weren't having it. Mm. We weren't having it. And uh, who else was there? Killer Keller. Uh, it was a good bus, man. It was a good mm. bus. We went around the fucking country, jammed up Glastonbury the first time. And uh, it was one of them. And uh, the mad child from Swirling Members, Prick. Yeah. Prick. Like, premenstrual prick. Like, he was short. Okay. And he was like, he was like some cowboy from Texas. Oh, or shit. And uh, he was just bitter. I think we actually called him the bitter gnome. I can't remember what we called him, but like, he was a, he was a baby. <laughs> he was a baby. Because we were performing and the, it was, the it was resonating. The crowd were in it. Yeah. They were in it. So they'll try and outdo us every night. More mm. so Mad Child. Why, man? Why the fuck, man? Why the fuck are they fuck? Like, what the fuck's going on here, man? He obviously didn't think we were all good. He didn't think very highly of our skills. And, got, and he was baffled yeah. that we had a crowd that was... Jamming. Saying, yo, yeah. you lot of the shit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, these guys were all right, but like, you lot are, you you lot lot are shit. fucking solid. Yeah. So like, even to the extent... Come Glastonbury now. It was like the dance tent. It was a massive tent. Mm. And uh, we did our gig. Ripped it. And then them man come on after. My man climbed up the rigging. To try and get to the top of the thing. It's like, come on now. The guy was crying up like every night. I just don't fucking understand. What can I do? Yeah. These fucking English bastards, man. Yeah, it's a funny, funny thing, man. Weird. but Excel Task Force. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was good. It was good. And um, then, so obviously the record was selling. Me and Chess wanted to do something a bit different. I think we must have got enough money to buy an MPC. Um, bought bought the first MPC, which was a uh, two thousand. The what the first one we owned. <clears throat> bought a computer, bought Pro Tools, and started banging beats. And by two thousand and two had the material for uh, the voice of great outdoors uh, during that time I'd uh, become a frequently notorious person around West End record shops become my thing I loved the record shop scene vibe in so Soho I was, was, I was sick in, I was in Deer Wheel mm-hmm. with Pete and, 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 the, and the perverts yeah I was in Bongos with Tom and all them. Yeah. Was in uh, Sister Wild, Ray. Wild, Wild Pitch. Wild Pitch. Wild, Wild Pitch was sick. I think Ted used to work here. No, not Ted. Someone worked in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Unity Records. Oh my God, Unity. Unity, like all them. So yeah. it was like Black Market, Sister Ray, all of them. Day. Reckless, all uh, of it. I'll take Aaron. Yeah. Remus. He's with you all the time. Little little guy. So what? Two thousand two. Would have been about ten years old. Yeah. Have my Stellas, yeah. pop around West. Put that record out now. No, met uh, Brain Tax. Met Brain Tax in Mr. Bongo's. Right. Started chatting to him. Chance meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew who he was. Okay. I never, I never, uh, in my mind, competition wise, as, yeah. as an MC and whatnot. Yeah, like I didn't think he was. I could take him. Yeah, he was one of them. <laughs> no threat. No threat. 
my friend. Mm. Um, seemed like a decent guy. I started chatting. Yo, man, look, let's put a record out with you. Yeah, I've got a little label, Low Life. Put maybe one or two records out. So, like, all right, let's do this. Set that up. Put out Voice of the Great Outdoors. Brain Tax. Worked in a record press. You, you didn't put it out through Low Life, did you? Yeah. Has it got their logo on it? Yeah. Weird. I don't remember. It's sitting on the shelf. I can't remember yeah. seeing the logo. Anyway, go on. So, um, put that up. Mm. A lot of people didn't like it. But a lot of people liked it a lot. But a lot of people didn't like it because it wasn't like New Mike Order. But the reason for putting it out, because it wasn't boom back. And it was our style. Mm. It was a very primitive style, but... Task Force sound. It was the beginning of what we would go on to master, yeah. that kind of, the sample styles, mm-hmm. the, the, the crates that I dig in, mm-hmm. this, you know, the sound. Um, uh, and Joseph worked for a record press. And uh, we saw lots of, lots of um, opportunities mm. in that. So uh, maybe we fell out with Mark Mark B, maybe a little bit. And uh, we ended up bootlegging New Mike Order ourselves. We thought that there was some argy-bargy going on. We thought that... Okay. We thought somewhere along the line... It wasn't very clear. Yeah, every, every artist thinks that their record label has ripped them off. Mm-hmm. Probably for mm. the right reasons. But we all think it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we just thought, fuck it. Like, let's... Let's bootleg it because people want it. People were eBaying it for a hundred pound. It was mind blowing. So we did. I went round to all the shops personally mm-hmm. and said, "I want this much. I'll give you that much." But it didn't come from me. Everyone bought in Boom. because because they wanted it. But also the price. Yeah, and, and and the way the what they were going to shop for their markup banging was much much more than what they were making yeah. the records coming out of the white vans. Yeah, and that's what me and Chess yeah realized that if we work it in a certain way and just go local, yeah, we take a, a very very good profit margin. And Even, it can bleed out naturally. And 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 then people come to exactly. them shops from yeah. outside of yeah. London. Or their mates going to London. Yeah. Oh, get me a task force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Because we, we, we marked our records up higher than what other yeah. people were marking them up. And we were giving them to the record shops. Direct. Direct. So they were taking two or three quid more. Yeah. Than what they were So they were on. super happy. So they're happy them. to see us every time we came. <clears throat> and we did the same with the CDs. With Wablo. With Graf the Bus Up. With all those records. They were selling those records for £10. Mm. That's a one-sided vinyl yeah for a tenner and it wasn't even our fucking tune (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't even our tune so um scandalous well or or just really fucking a boom hustle we all ate and we were all very happy yeah we've made lots of lots of so that's that's working with joe as well on the in the pressings uh the 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 bootlegs weren't no It, it was coming through the that press. The network, yeah. It's coming through that. So then the next moment was um, doing the music from the Corner series. And we sat down 
and we wanted to make it even more I know we was obsessed with making it more street. <laughs> it's it's funny now that I think of it, but we were obsessed with making it more like oh they've got it wrong. That's not how we want to be perceived. Let's take it you even still, more yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. the grit. You're ignoring all the praise and the acclaim and the 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 pedestals it and was, yeah, and it was everywhere. We was in all the magazines. Yeah, we yeah, were, yeah. We were on fucking front pages, all the radio shows. Yeah, like people. Were, yeah, but we wanted to make something anti dirtier yeah red light Even. district on mftc1 yeah is, is the, yeah is the antithesis of that that's what we were trying to do the the intro you listen to it back chess has got a mouth full of food every time i hear it i can just hear him chomping he's basically eating a sandwich yeah yeah while yeah. he's recording it um yeah, so with those, so this this all come with the we we decided we'd do five volumes. Uh, Was that straight from the beginning you saw it, you decided yeah, five? Yeah, we wanted it to be five. So we, uh, oh, I'm st- I'm still juicing, man. Yeah? I, I I don't mind. I love it though. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, we started running them at. Yeah. My beat building was getting a bit better. Chess was dabbling. Um, Lyrically, we were we were forming better uh, concepts, and we wanted we were really trying to push the concepts. That was really quite an important thing for us. The actual like we didn't sit down and go uh, like yeah let like let, let's rap about a butterfly. Or we did it wasn't really that planned, but and it wasn't so psychedelic. Like you know, like the folklore around all these. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a million and one stories about what you lot did at that time. (laughs) Yeah, there was like people tripping and yeah, yeah, we did like hour-long tapes of us actually fucked off our heads, freestyling on mushrooms. Yeah, those things. All them. (laughs) But as for them tracks that we actually wrote, nah, nah. It's it's basically what you guys are like, it's filmmaking. It's, it's, It's entertainment. It's like, it's taking the listener somewhere. And once you get that as an artist whatever your art is yeah. you're taking them or dragging them into what you want them to it, experience it hit so well though because it was so different yeah hit so well because it was so it wasn't another hip-hop album it, or ep or something that come yeah, out of the uk scene yeah. it was so different because it's conceptually mm, trying so hard to be not the same yeah and also you're you're <coughs> Pardon me. You carried, <coughs> carried it the whole way. <coughs> We're not you. You want us. Well, we did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did that as well. But you yeah. see, like the guy with six names. Yeah. Essentially, essentially, Sick. it's just two rappers saying how good they are. Yeah. But to make it that bit different, to take it out of its usual positioning, it's like, well, let's change it into us being six people each do you do you write that down the concept or is that just a conversation before you write the lyrics conversation or it's like watching something on tv or so other man with six names and like being like oh that would be sick like how would we put that or because we always had loads of aliases coming from graph of course know that it's all about having enough different names and that was the same with us it's like i don't want to i want to be Resper river rider 
or Sergio, Sergio Jose, and all these different fuckers that like just appear in your imagination to throw a slant on eight bars. So it's like, yo, you do eight bars being this person, I'll be eight, and and it just creates something just a little bit fresher. Yeah, it's and not just farms and chess. So there's more dimensions. That story, yeah. yeah. And that was that was like so every time it's like trying to take something that can be similar to everything else and making it into something a little bit more different, a little bit more experimental. And doing doing those five CDs during that time of doing them and having a, a particular deal with brain tax, it all got a little bit fractured and quite well known that Chester fell out of uh, brain tax and brain tax disappeared not because Chester had done anything to him, but because he flew to Australia mm. and started a new life. And um, I don't, I don't, ha- I don't have that story with brain tax, because to me, when you have an agreement with someone, you agree, and then you move, you move on that agreement, and and that is the agreement. So, mm. yo, you might be sitting here feeling short sighted and say to me, farms, like, we'll do a hundred copies of this thing and and we'll sell it for ten pounds and and, and and my share might be one pound because I did this for you but you essentially did all the work mm. but I did a little bit that made it possible for you to be able to do it or I was the income so I I'll take a pound share so then you sell that a hundred but then there's a need for more mm. so you sell two thousand 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000. And then suddenly that person that you went into that deal with thinking, oh, they'll make 100 quid off me, made 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 for not doing anything, essentially. And then that... But, but enabling you to be able to... Do that thing. In the first place. So yeah, those kind of discrepancies, for me, nah, not me. I, 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 ain't, I ain't mad at a man. You're not seeing the blurred line. There isn't no, a blurred line. It's clear. It's clear... But whether or not there's other things involved with people falling out with brain tats, because I know a lot of people have. Not to be a view, There'll be one, the one quibble that I would have with brain tats is that he's still got the digital version of Voice of the Great Outdoors on iTunes, which we obviously don't see anything of. And there's, it's very hard to get iTunes to take it down. Interesting. So and he's still claiming on that? He will be making yeah, yeah, well, he... 100% of the royalties on that. And hasn't even hollered to say anything. Pardon? Hasn't hollered to you to say anything, to say, you know, I've nah, got this. And then, so then, this is the next bit of the story. So there's people in this UK hip-hop scene, yeah? People like Dan Greenpeace. Mm-hmm. People like DJ Disorder. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I could probably go on. Mm-hmm. But, and they know where Joe is. But if you ask them where Joe is, they will say nothing. Mm. And they'll tell you, no, I I ain't heard from him, which is blatant bullshit. It's a shame, man, because, you know, all right, cool. If he wanted to start a new life, can't say anything about that. You want to shut up your label, cool. You can't say anything about that. But you can't fuck people over. And, well, you can, obviously. But loyalty is a weird thing. Loyalty is a very weird thing. It's like, yo, like... Yeah, because people make a living out of... Certain people make a living out of artists. Mm. And they're not an artist themselves. Yeah. Yeah? 
So to be loyal to a person who's run off with artists' money that you associate with and put on a pedestal and mm. hail, yeah. He done well. My people done. Yeah, yeah, people, people. Yeah, that's a bit odd to me. Mm. So, <clears throat> but we're all older, older people now, but I mean, it's... It's an odd one, man. Um, back into the music, though. Yeah, sorry. No, no, that was good. The um, the releases of MFTC, the you know, the moving on to low life. No matter what happened towards the end, just that another step up, another rise up. Low life was wicked. Yeah. That Does this happened. now make you feel like a musician? Do you feel like yeah, I'm in now. My real name is a musician. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because you know what, guys. Even, even now, so if if I'm in like a, a a normal social situation, or if my missus says hello to her people, or, or introduces me to some of her people when we're out shopping in Sainsbury's or whatever, and goes, "Oh, this is Robin," and, or if we've gone to a little party or whatever. Not that we do that kind of thing much, but if that, if that ever happened, mm-hmm. and I say, oh, so what do you do? Or if I tell you when, if we're at school. Okay, pick yeah, up the kids. And you've got all the nosy parents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, my kids go to a, a good school. Mm-hmm. Hawley is a good school. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of middle class, yeah. upper, upper, do-gooders. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that's why it makes it a good school, but... No, no, but that... They're going ha- there for a fucking... Having that there... My as kids a, are in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So these guys and, and girls, they'll be like, so what do you do, Robin? They'll be like, oh, uh, even now. And it's like, uh, trying to think of like a posh way to say it. You can't say <laughs> so, musician. Um, I'm sort of like um, a producer, no, a producer, poet sometimes. Um, yeah. But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah. I, I, Maybe it's because I feel it's a skank. Maybe maybe because I feel like it's a life hack. <laughs> I'm ashamed of it. Uh, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I've done this all my life. You feel like <laughs> a fraud. Fucking easy. <laughs> if they only fucking knew. I've only sweated when I got on stage. <laughs> this ain't hard. Yeah, it's one of them ones. And yeah. it feels hard to say to grafters. Like, I know grafters. Yeah. Like, you fucking graft. So you know what this is reminding me of? Mm. Your attitude and your, your not attitude, sorry, the, the way you're talking reminds me of a working class person that can't have aspiration. Yeah, that could be said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that could be said. Because I think we grow up in these places where aspiration isn't a given thing. As you said, you grow up in a benefits household, meaning I was going to be on benefits. Yeah, you, yeah. That was your path. You knew, yep. oh, of course, when I'm 30, I'll have benefits. Of course, yep. when you're 15, you think mm-hmm. that. You don't even think it. It's just that's future an aspiration is very hard to attain and keep hold of as a kid through those circumstances and i wonder if that's something you're still carrying i i don't call myself an artist Mm. yeah all i've done since leaving proper work in 2001 i've produced artwork Mm. i know yeah i make money and i'm a businessman of sorts and this that i can't call myself an artist that's and, I, and I, quite similarly, actually, I feel part of this is a bit of a cheat that I've done. I managed to swing through. But at the same time, mm. I do have to step the fuck back and say to myself, nah, you, 
you're you're of a, you're of a certain breed. You are in that group of creatives and artists. You're there. You've got to own it. Yeah. I wonder if that's part of it. No, it is. You're right. It's the aspiration. Well, like I say, We're not allowed. Pessimism and yeah, and that kind of shit. And yeah, aids that doesn't no it? Aspirations. Yeah, that aids the non-aspiration. Family that didn't have a normal yeah working routine. Yeah. Pops weren't a worker. Yeah. Pops was an alcoholic. Mm. A uh, 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 bitter musician. And your mum's trying to hold it all together. You well, know what I mean? You can say that as well, but like even then, it's like, yeah, mm. it's like you know what I needed when I was a kid. I needed parents who said, "Get the fuck up and get out there mm. and do something that's going to give you a fucking mm. wage. Put money in your pocket, yeah, because it's when you get older, you see why." It, and how important that is. But don't you think, though, that, yeah, that is, it is important. And I'm watching that with Josh, and I know you've seen it with Remus, yeah. but, uh, and I, uh, you know, this is, well, I've realised this isn't about success, this lifestyle. Mm. And although you say life hack, I know you don't mean that sitting with grands, grands, and grands in your bank no, account. Not all, no. It's not that type of life no, hack. No, no, no. It's the getting through life, life hack. Doing what you want to do. Doing what you want to do. Yeah. And that's the main thing is that you get to be creative. You get to do, do what you want. It's not even being creative. Mm. It's doing what you want to do is the real truth yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it creative. They put it in that bracket. But to be honest, I'm just doing what I've always loved doing, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, I think working is doing something that you find hard to do. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, work Work is a job. Just do it. Work is a task. To you. Yeah. That's not work. No. That's not work. But yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. It's, it's not having the aspirations and whatnot. And also uh, just being too laid back. Yeah. too laid back too fuck it man fuck this but isn't it nuts though man that you're like that right and calm and relaxed and yeah you go I'm not saying you're always calm you're a human I know you mm -hmm. do you know what I mean mm -hmm. but and the nonchalance about the music and the such not in a disrespectful way mm. a bit of a matter of fact way and yet <laughs> what your music did for this country what came out of that fucking bedroom? No, I know. It wasn't even mad. a bedroom, it was a studio in the end, wasn't it? That space, well, that no, room. Well, no, it's a fucking living room, man. It's yeah. It's been a living room. It's a living room, yeah. I didn't even know what it was yeah, when I was in there. It was a mental room. It was from amazing. When, from when it was documented, like, people from all around the world, like, the, the guy, Raf Boogie, put it in the book. Yeah. Uh, the studio's book. Yeah, the studio book, along with, like, fucking the beat miners and, like, fucking people who... I was embarrassed to be in the book with them. Oh, man. Uh, at the same time, what the shit fuck is going on? Because I tell you what, up until maybe a year or so ago, I never thought I was a producer. I never thought I made beats. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. No, but it's the truth. Because no one ever gave me no dues for... You know that like, people don't know that I make the beats. People don't fucking know. So when you count the tracks that have been produced, yeah, and I done them, and how many people don't fucking know I made them? Like, Do they ask you who's made fucking them? Fucking ridiculous. Do they ask you, yeah. Who made them beats? Like, but it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. 
it's it's been frustrating as what a producer. What have I been doing? Yeah. But you know what it is with the UK. Mm, this is there's a little bit of anal like attitude in the production sense mm. because heads only know or wanna that the, their belief is that hip hop, the drums have got to be banging, and that's it. And if it ain't, I get it though. I get it. I get it because they they're thinking of a t- a, 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 t- a time in America where the beats banged in a certain way, and that's it for them. Mm. That's it. Mm. That is that's hip hop. And it, uh, yo, anything that, out that left of that right? No. What you made a beat and there's no drums. In it. That's not my music. No. No. And you know what? There's a whole <clears throat> movement now where they're not using drums. Yeah. They're, they're drumless loops. Mm. Or they have drums within the original sample, mm-hmm. not necessarily... Laid on, boom yeah. Boom-bapping yeah. drums. And it's a bit of a topical debate mm. because people can't really understand it because it's so stuck on where we now hold on a minute there, sh- there needs to be banging drums on there because it's a good sample where's the drums but people have been doing this for years and, and the, the people un, the uneducated ear or the person who doesn't give two fucks which is cool as well mm. they don't realise that people the Americans have been using samples without any added drums for years forever I remember you telling me that actually no, but they have yeah they have. And when you find those samples, if you're a digger, find those samples or even just go on fucking Who Sampled. Mm. Yeah? And just type in your favourite fucking hip-hop song and they'll give you the sample. Listen to the sample. It's like, what the fuck did they do? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't this the legend, this is... the legendary so-and-so or so-and-so, the uh, producer that I've built my whole fucking idea of what production is and they haven't done anything to the fucking beat. They've just taken a sample and Looped put it. a good rapper on it. And there you go. Like there's so many, but there's there's enough stuff that ha- has this uh ingredient where and, and it's it's uh it's that anal thing over here why I think my my beats Your sound, yeah. I've never been boom back. And so that's why people ask what they are, who they are by, because... Well, you can listen to them now, and, and they, they a lot of them now, the bit, my beats, sound more relevant now yeah. than they did before. Not because they were space age. No. But just no, it wasn't about that. Of the ethics. Yeah, and, and of the beat make. Yeah. So music is much more... All genres of music now are much more accessible, and people are making music at home and they don't have any idea what the fuck they're doing just as we did when we were kids they're just making their own music in the way that they think and it's doing it like that the positives is that it breaks the boundaries and the parameters of what has existed before it so it develops yeah which is needed and that's that's the positive side of that the not so positive side of it is that the internet is flooded with a lot of not so hot stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's much harder to find um, quality music. 
overrun that's for sure that isn't fed to you yeah by, yeah yeah by the bigger machines yeah and it does ex it does exist the good music is still yeah there still the there mm. um so after the mftcs yeah sorry yeah and what else did you release around that time when joey was still here yeah sorry um so box fresh Oh yeah. Remember that company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Wade. Um, <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Um we uh I I was walking down Highbury Corner and I see I was really um I was a bit overly conscious of culture vultures yeah. at, at that time, at that particular time, because they were picking up on It was early two thousands. Yeah. They were shit really, blown. They were, the yeah, they were coming was in really picking yeah. up because it it's the all the music scenes they have peaks and troughs. Mm. They're usually five years, seven years in between each time. Mm -hmm. And it goes right down and no one no one's in it. Mm -hmm. No one's into it. People fly the coop, go to do jungle, jungle mm -hmm. bass or whatever, what however it works. And then it goes back up. Mm -hmm. And at that two thousand up until two thousand and five, two thousand and six, it really peaked. And everyone was trying to jump in. Yeah, as they do, as mm. they do. Business. Yeah. And um, I was really overly conscious of it. And I was walking on Highbury Corner and I see a poster that said, did it say you are, you are we us? We are you. We are you, you are us or something like we that. We are you. By Box Fresh. Yeah. Ah. Oh. We are you. <laughs> at, at, at the time, I thought, <laughs> What? But I think I knew a little bit about Box Fresh. I think I might have met them or yeah. like, yeah, they'd been like, or they got into UK hip hops. Yes, you know what I think they might undercover have maybe. Get, they tried to get something from us. Okay. Uh, like and it was a bit sour because yeah. it was like, and I thought, and then it was like this whole you are us thing, and they had like kids, street kids, and like dress. It was like nah. So so we did we did a the EP. You're not us. Yeah. We are you, you're in, not us. That's right, you're same... not us. Font. Did you do that? No, Blanco. Blanco did it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so we, at that time, were messing with Raw Dog Band, which is Louis Slipper's, oh, amazing. Louis Slipper's brother, Jesse Hackett, who now plays with uh, the Gorillas, um, Tom Skinner. Raw Dog Band is the shit. And the uh, two brothers, Agio and, yeah, the brother plays the bass. Wicked band. Yeah, loved them. Wicked band. Loved them. And uh, we got picked up by, what record label was it? EMI. Mm -hmm. And uh, got put in a studio for a week. And um, this is off the back of Kung Fu. Mm -hmm. To performing at Kung Fu night. Yeah. And uh, being integral parts of Kung Fu success. Mm. So they, these guys came and they were like, yeah, let's do it. And we went in, we recorded essentially what is You're Not Us now. And um, at the end of the recording sessions, it was quite obvious that they weren't, they weren't really, that wasn't really what they thought we were going to do. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, feel, I think they might have been thinking brand new heavies or like something, right. something a bit different. Mm. And uh, so they suggested that they get creative writers to come in and write 
choruses and, and this and we were like what <laughs> <laughs> no, no no this is for serious excuse me and who did they bring in there um beverly knight yeah beverly knight came into the studio and i think like i think it was all like this person's gonna come in somehow and it was like oh man and it was like nah this nah no, 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 no. You're not we, us. We pulled out. We pulled out. <laughs> and it was like, it took, a, it took a minute or two yeah. to wrangle the tapes off them. Yeah. Obviously, they, they owned the tapes. Yeah. And uh, it was like, yo, give us the fucking tapes. And uh, yeah, we put it out. And that became that. I love that. Love that EP. Play yeah, it often. No one really gives two hoots about it. Oh my right? God, I play it often. Yeah, it's one of them. Because no one really cares about no, it. No, it's amazing. Fuck anyone who doesn't care about it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a funny The sound, it's beautiful. It's really well recorded. Beautifully recorded. The lyrics, the subjects, amazing. They're messing with my head again. Yeah. <laughs> they had an opera singer on it. Gone, 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 gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Love that EP. So it was about like no brain tax is gone. Brain tax is gone. MFTCs are out, but you're holding a stock. Yeah. Because I used to get my stock direct from you on MFTC. I never got anything from Joey from like yeah. from Taskful. Any Taskful stuff always came from you direct. I mean we um we got to about the fourth one and um <clears throat> I think I think me and Chess kinda like kind of distanced it might have been the fourth one or the third one I can't remember but we kind of a distance grew between us mm -hmm. and uh, like probably just like sick of each other you've been like, in for years other, living with each other creatively trying to like compensate for each other's egos and all the all the other all the things that go with yeah. like, having to be chilled and especially with a family member well yeah I mean there's one thing that is for certain, you can't do this without an ego. And I've, I've had this conversation with a lot of people and, and sometimes they try to like play it like, nah, man, what's serious? And it's like, fuck off. Um, I think the same about graffiti. You can't do it. Don't tell me you've got no ego. I'm sorry. So what are you doing? Yeah. Like the, the spirit of this is ego. The spirit of this is trying to push our ego. Like I, I don't. It's an extension of ego. It really is, yeah. and it's oh, it's even a mask of an ego. I I once saw a therapist when I was having a hard time with my brain, which turned out it was probably the result of um, weed psychosis. Uh -huh. um, I was extremely paranoid. I was not an honest person. I was um, serial cheat. Um, Loads of different things that conflicted with my my own ideology yeah. of what I wanted to be. Yeah. What what I presented even. I thought I was I thought I was like, no, what are you talking about? I'm wicked, I'm a good guy, I'm a good guy, I was not good at all. And uh, the the therapist said Because uh, I was like, I yo, I can't do nothing. Like I can't get myself to be this way or that way. And she basically just said, Look when do you feel the power? When do you feel like you're in control? When do you feel like you're able to do stuff? And it was like, well, when I'm Farmer G. And she said, uh, well, why don't you, when you're in the times that you feel less able in situations, 
which were normally outside of anything to do with music. So like actually getting up. Yeah. So I had, I've always had a problem with people sitting behind a desk. Doesn't matter who the fuck or what the fuck. Uh, Police officers. Job teachers, seekers, jobs, whatever. Anyone behind a desk, I'm having a problem. I'm having anxiety. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. And she was just like, just be Farmerji in those situations. Excuse me. And, um, in one way, it was the, it was a beautiful thing and a very helpful thing to tell me. In another way, it was detrimental to maybe the next 10 years of my life because I became, I was very confused about who I was. Was, yeah. I, was I shy, retired Robin? Or was I like crazy out there, philanderer, farmer G? And um, it's, only, it's only now, it's only like very recent times like the last five years six years seven years since the new kids mm. the new wife who's like militantly trying to get me to understand you Robin. are nice you're a nice person like you're not lovely yeah so thank you that is a that has come from a lot of time realizing that it's ego mm. farmer g is my extended ego and she, she explained it quite well at mm. the time, but I took it in a completely ridiculous way because I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to, like, see you later, Robin. Farmer That's who I'm going to be. It's going to yeah. get me free. Mm. And it did. It, yeah. it, it, it enabled me to live all, all my wildest dreams, to travel all around the world, to do things that I'd never done. So obviously I was like, yeah, yeah farm, nothing wrong with farmer. But obviously everyone that I was close to was like suffering the uh, the extremities of the ego, which I think happens to a lot of people. And you know what it is? It's you have to come to the conclusion and you have to have that understanding that, like you said, it's a mask. You have that mask and assume, like an ambulance person or a nurse or any of them kind of people, any kind of those professionals where... You would not ever want to take that shit home because mm. you would never have a life. Mm. You'd never have a life that was normal. Beck said that to me. That the mask thing comes from Bex. She said she witnessed it in me. And what she actually saw was, because she got to know me, obviously, in our early years. She mentioned the choices I make when I want, when I'm, when I when I choose to be Daz and the situations I found myself in mm-hmm. when I when I chose to be Daz and she would say to me why you had your mask on I'm like what so you had your mask on in that situation why so it's because it's ego and it gets you through it gets you through it enable it enables you to be a uh, impenetrable Just, well you know what the modern world is becoming more and more distant from social real yeah reality, realities social yeah yeah interaction yeah it's like on the ch- on the train when i was waiting at kentish town i looked across the other platform and everyone was looking at their phone mate it makes me sick it. yo this shit is mad you know chins on their chest yeah but chins on the fuck? chest like and do you know what People have always t- talked about herd mentality, and I understood that quite well as a, a person so far. And um, people just follow you around the street. Mm. No, 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 no. Not even this, mm, no, for real. 
people are because f- they're not looking where they're going anymore. They're on their phone. Oh, I see what you mean. So they're then taking, they're tuning into who's in front of them and just that must be the safe way. I can keep looking when at my phone. We're talking about sheep now. That's what they're talking about. talking about. Yeah, let's all do what the other people are doing. We're talking about blind people and not. You're at the bus stop, and if you're standing still, and you've got this person next to you, I watched it the other day. The woman's standing there waiting to get on the bus, but waiting for the person in front of her to move to, to move to get on the bus yeah. before she got on the bus. Yeah. Thinking, well, this person's in the line, aren't they? No, they weren't fucking in the line. They were just standing at the bus stop waiting for a different bus. <laughs> so she's like, fuck, the bus is about to move. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> she's standing there with her phone. Of course. Yes, it's, it's fucking mad, mad times. It is mad times. And, yo, the phone thing, come off the phones. I was chatting to um, a girl this week about a job. Needed some teenagers. His teenagers wouldn't call back. Mm. Could only converse with him through text. Yeah. And she couldn't, they wouldn't call her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. What do you think it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't, they don't know how to. Yeah, but you know what? Grown people. Mm. Grown people. Yeah. Same situation. So Farms. Like, how do I like, get, in, get in contact with you? Mm. Like, so, uh, like, email. Yeah, like, have you got a number? I was like, no. Nah. Not oh, playing that. Like, so what? Like, and you know what they want to say? Like, how do you live? <laughs> and they know it's a stupid thing to say. But that's what they're thinking. They're thinking, how do you live? Huh? And they're like, so however it comes out, however they boil it down, but, well, how do you, and they all, all of them come out, the things, how do you, like, meet people? Like, how do you, know where you're going <laughs> I'm glad organisation why the fuck have you got a phone yeah no but seriously like why have you got a phone <laughs> no but why have we got a phone don't we all we need I my mate. why we've got a phone but I'll tell you one thing the addiction is ridiculous of of whatever it is alright so back when I was a youth the conspiracy conspiracy theories when, when they first come round to me, anyway, at my age group, 17, 18, 19, they were like, the devil is trying to put a chip in your hand. So that's what we were concentrating on, yo. We've got to look out for that. Yeah. Look out for the signs. Yeah, they're going to try and put a chip in yeah, your hand. Try- so when they did it to the pets, mm. it was like, yo, it's happening. It's coming closer. Nah. No. It's here, man. Paid six hundred pounds for it. No, it's here. Yeah, yeah, and we paid yeah, six hundred pounds yeah. for it. Walking we we paid it. for the right. In your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This shit's ruining people's lives, man. Well, but in society, I talk about it quite a lot. I talk about. I hate seeing old school photos on Instagram. Do you know how much it annoys me? Because I'm just like, if you think you're gonna fucking, if you think you're doing the the, the culture justice by putting a photo on Instagram and writing a paragraph and then thinking, I've told the history for this week. Is that all we're getting? Yeah. What? So when when it re- when it's really relevant, when we've got a facility where we can cater for all this stuff, you think you've already done it? Yeah. You think you've told history? Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, pissed yeah. at that. But like then, and that's yeah, Instagram there fame. Has to be something. Yeah, but at the same time, when it, like 
Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I've seen comments, yeah. I've seen Europeans come on the English comments and say, thank God I'm seeing these photos. I never knew UK had such history. Mm-hmm. Which is great to see. Mm-hmm. But they obviously ain't digging that hard, man. Well, even they're not digging that hard. But, but the, well, the, the thing I'm really concerned about is, do you feel you, you would have told the relevant history on the culture? And it, Is that it now? Have you done it? You've just written it on Instagram. Do you think because you put that paragraph together and that photo... You've now done your your justice for the culture. That's the that's the question I'm asking. If this if this is it, yeah. what happens when Zuckerberg shuts down for Instagram? No, I hear that you know, but like at the same time, with with certain stuff like archiving, I think archiving is an important thing to do. That's what I want to do. Yeah, but that's what I'm about. At the moment, in the form that it's taken, it might not be as organised as it could be. Yeah, I think it's wrong. Yeah, but there is. There is sources where I was looking at a website the other day. I don't know who's run it, or it wasn't. Oh yeah. But it was. It weren't begging it. Mm-hmm. But it was just photos and photos and photos of every error of every line, mm. and it was extensive. Like walking the city, maybe. All, all you guys' stuff. Would like, have been walking like the everyone, city, maybe. Everyone, all the way back to the. It's amazing that website. The eighties, like. I, I want to build I, I, what I really oh, what's want. Wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it, but I'll tell you what, it's online. So, tell you what I want to do, right? To I, want, I want to use the internet, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to build um, a website that only, because uh, I only want to do it for graffiti, uh, only graffiti writers get access to, but not to look at. Mm-hmm. This is literally, you get your admin page, you write your story, you upload your photos, and that's it. And then, the next Tuesday afternoon, you've got off because evening, you've got nothing to do. I'm going to tell another story. I'm going to put it up. So in five years' time, we'll have this space online. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have this massive array of photos and stories. And then from that, we can start putting on gallery shows or putting on museum shows, more importantly. Putting books together, putting talks together. In 10, 15, 20, 30 years' time. Yeah. And so we can represent and show off our culture properly and it's not happening. You're talking UK, yeah? I'm talking UK. But we could do that right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I, basically what I did, I put a question out to the culture, mm. I stupidly said in the question, why can't we do it in print and books? And obviously we can't because of price and cost and there's, actually there's no need to. Mm. So the idea since then has evolved into this idea. Mm. I'm not a tech guy, I've chatted to my boy Dadison. Yeah. I want to see if I can get this ball rolling and see if I can pass out this thing because I just think you, you chat to a scientist any, anyone else mm. where's your shit archived it's not on Instagram mate I don't want to have to go to a fucking Instagram page on my fucking phone no, I'll get you I'll get you and have to zoom in with my fingers yep. nah no this is art this is culture like this let's give it some fucking respect ideally I want to see it in print mm. that's how I feel I, I hate I, but I use Instagram I use it three times a week mm, mm, mm. and um, I do two photos and one F24 post a week and um, that, that's it, I can't. And sometimes I like, but I tend not to like anything because I don't want to interact. Yeah. I don't want to be part of the problem and I don't want to be the problem. Well, it's a double-edged sword. It's very much so, man, because I'm putting up photos, I'm not going to lie, of course I want the likes. Of course I want to know people looked at the F24 post. Of course, because it's human instinct, this reaction, I'm used to it. Serotonin hits. But maybe, maybe the evolution of what we're all dealing with is online. Yeah, yeah, and I think it is. But 
And I'm, I'm up for that. Because you've got to do... And we've grown with technology. Our culture, where we've, we've come up from that, we've come up and it's grown exactly is, the same which time. Which is what we were talking about earlier. Which is what we were talking Being about earlier. Because people ain't paying their dues. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're now in this situation where you can just log in and get on with it. Well, also you have people <coughs> posting up hand styles. Yeah. So like hand styles is a big thing on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you've got dudes who are using... Slow motion. Um, slow motion with that. You're using yeah. slow motion, but that they're doing on the iPad. Yeah, they're not even writing. On yeah, yeah, they're actually just doing it on an iPad. On no, 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 no. No, no denying that they've got a good. Hand oh, it's style. cool hand style. Yeah, but don't. And, and they can make it go and flare at the top. But like you were saying, that's, no, you're not, not us. You're not doing it on a train. You're not but, us. But they're doing it on a train, but on a picture on a train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Digital. Yeah. Digital, and it looks good and it's artistic, but it's a uh, it's a reborg. It's like a, a cyborg of, of what is, is is reality. But the evolution of everything... But it, I tell it you what, though, it we... Determines, it determines the future of, and, and always have to have archive of where it started, but we don't live in caves. No, but we're, we're in a very dangerous position right now. I think cultures in general and and I could I only look at I mean my the other thing about the internet and Instagram is that you stay in your little world so I don't know what goes on in other cultures because I'm not shown it mm-hmm. I'm only shown my little space and my space is hip-hop and graffiti yeah. and I'm seeing my culture being uh, amazing stories amazing photos unseen ever before exclusives and people are putting up 10 20 30 a fucking day mm. I don't believe they're going to be bothered when this website comes or this this place to archive. I'm worried about that. And I'm worried that we're going to go so fast with this bullshit swipe of a screen, we're going to miss our opportunity. But that that is, unfortunately... Unfortunately, it's it's the reality. It's the evolution of man. There you go. That's what I'm trying to fight. Because... That's what I'm trying to battle. In a hundred years' time, all man's fun... Yeah. Will be twice the size. Oh gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I'm joking. But something's gonna be different though. This shit here, because of all this, yeah. And that, all of that, everything. Everyone's, everyone's structural yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all gonna change because and like what you said about the all this and all that. The neck on the chin, the, the, the chin on your chest. Everyone needs to sit Sitting there slouched in a chair with a chin. What the fuck? on their head. Oh my and God. Like slip, slip. That's what the next thing will be. Like you'll get something where you've got a little rubber strap. You can strap That's probably come and gone already. We're probably past that one. <laughs> Nuts cool. times. It's a very crazy time. So what do you do with music in these times? That's time for me to take my what do, um, I do? what do you do in these times then with music? Like, how does um, it work I'm, for you? I'm an addict. I'm an, I'm an addict. Music addict? That, no, I'm an addict of being online. Okay. And using the internet. As a tool? No, just as a fucking oh. waste of my own life. Oh, right. Yeah. Procrastination, time wasting. Absolutely. Refreshing all of that. the page every five seconds. Yep, seeing what's next. Mm-hmm. But what do you do with your music? And how do you find so that in today, mate? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. You know what? Is the output different? It's hard to even remember what it would it was before the internet. It really is. But I remember MySpace. Yeah. I remember it. Good times. Mm. But I can't remember. What happened? Like, you know what? When, when I was working as a like a, a music mentor and all that kind of stuff with the kids in the pros, I couldn't tell them. Like, they would say, how did you make it, sir? 
Oh, yeah. What's that? Behind the graph paper. They would be like, how did you make it, sir? How, like, how did you start? And I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't answer it. I could never answer it. Because it didn't exist anymore, the way that we came up. No. So, oh, well, you know, like, we just fucking... We, we were armed bandits yeah. coming in, Bum rush kicking the club. off. Yeah. Like, you can't do it. You couldn't do that. No. You can't do it now, that's for sure. You can't sure. do it now. There's, there's always elements, but it's not the way it's not the way to fucking earn yourself a slot on the radio mm. or anything like that. So it's like, but for me, yeah, my my fucking my beat making machine and my crates and everything that I do is on my computer. I ain't pissed at that. I'm not pissed. Mm. But Safe space. It's a reality. It's a, it, it is my reality. I know mm. other people are like, uh, <coughs> like analog fucking nerds mm-hmm. and whatnot. And good luck to them on that one. And it's always good. Like what you're saying, it's just the same thing. Mm. So you you're talking about keeping and archiving an actual tangible. I'd love the tangible piece. object. Ideally, yes. Right. Yeah, and, and and what the analog nerds are doing. Yeah, they're saying the same thing. Yeah. So they're hunting down all the old machines. Mm-hmm. And they're keeping it alive. I can't tell the fucking difference, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah? You can emulate those sounds. And you know what? If, you, if you're going to fucking upload it onto SoundCloud and get it squashed to fuck anyway, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Doesn't True. Make a difference. Good point. And if the kids who are listening to it are listening to it on an iPhone or an With iPad, them shit headphones. without any speakers or monitors, mm. then it doesn't fucking matter. So all of that stuff, a long time ago, out the window mm. for me, in my head. Doesn't Makes make, sense. Doesn't make a difference. So mm. my life, musically, is on a computer. You've changed the way you, or maybe not changed is the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, grown with the fact of that sound. Then the fact of that's how you make music. Because I remember coming to the house, yep. to the room, mm-hmm. and seeing one or two walls of records. Yeah, the records are still there. Yeah, and then yep. the MPC. Yep. And I remember seeing all of it in the computer in the corner. Yep. Yeah, I even remember in the the newer flat. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, the records are still there, does, but like, I don't own a record player. No. But you don't need to. That's quite telling mm. in, in this day and age. And what I can say is that I own thousands of records that you can dig in mm. and be successful time after time after time after time, even after all these years, and. My my cushion, my my allowance to myself is to be able to look in my digital crates. Mm. Yeah? And and look through similar, if not exactly the same records, but in a digital world and record them straight onto my sampler, which is hooked up to my software that I can get straight into and what would have took me hours. It, and travelling included. Uh, yeah, getting the records, taking up the space. Yeah. Then sampling them, chopping them, not seeing, like, on a 21-inch screen and all that kind of stuff, which is what I do now, living a life of luxury. It's it's convenient. Yeah. And that's what, that's it, what computers are. And what has that done in terms of the amount of music you're making? I make, I, I've always made shitloads of music. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what. Since I got an MPC back 
in 2002, 2003, whenever it was. I ain't stopped making beats. I ain't stopped making beats. Daily occurrence. There's rappers today using beats that I made almost 10 years ago that think they've been gifted with the freshest shit. <laughs> because it's like, yeah, about, yeah. Yo, that, that's my prize. Right yeah. now, I'm in the most comfortable place. Yeah. Yeah. The most comfortable place because I'm old enough to know that I ain't trying to compete. Yeah. I'm old enough to know that I've done my bit and I paid my dues in the right way and I pay respect. So I ain't put no one down. I help whoever I can if I think it's yeah. worth uh, earned. Yeah. Sorry. And um, I love it. I love I love how, how I'm doing it now because I'm firstly I'm a dad. Mm. Secondly, after they go to school, I'm a hip hop beat maker. <laughs> it's like being a fucking superhero. Like, yo, the kids are gone. Let's go. <laughs> Take off. <laughs> Quick. Yeah. Hey, I'm an urban fucking myth. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's how it is. Get on the internet. It's mad because uh, whether or not enough people know or not, now my main work is all US based. Mm. So I'm really working with much UK people and not even really paying much attention to it. And it's like going back to the source. It's like going to the Holy Grail and sipping from the chalice because I'm working with New Yorkers, the birthplace, people who sound like the people I first listened Listen to, to and said, yes, what is this? That's the shit. Joe, Joey, what? Did you hear what he just said? <laughs> A pissy hallway. <laughs> Baseball bats, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I feel proper good about me yeah. now and, and it, it feels like the superheroes of metaphor in a sense but they don't know who I am no they don't know me they don't know how old I this am this is fresh because I'm online <laughs> <laughs> what's that fish thing called fish fucking program where the dating and it's like Oh, what do they call cat, that shit? Catfish. It's catfishing. It's catfishing. I'm catfishing. It's a catfishing producer. I know who I am <laughs> and what I look like. They're like, what the fuck, homie? Who's this guy? You sold us a fucking short dud, man. <laughs> no, but no, it's love. It's yeah, love. It's love. Then of course. The of people course. I work with, I have a good relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, and I'm sure it, it's not as if it's hard to find your catalogue. Like, no, nah, because I'm Farmer Beats. So yeah. people don't know Farmer G. They don't, know they don't but that all the connection's got to be made it's there you've got certain people yeah, yeah. they know it's, it's actually quite uh, that must quite, be really it's refreshing. quite interesting yeah because I can just create a whole new persona obviously I'm not going on there going yo son no word up son <laughs> I <I'm bet>. done. <laughs> you know what like, I'm having to google shit <laughs> to understand to understand what the fuck <laughs> these guys are saying <laughs> But not, not even on the records. I'm emailing yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like messaging him. It'll be like, I bet. And it's like, is bet that what? a good thing? <laughs> that one's all right. Ah, oh, yeah, you, you hit me up with one Jean. And it's like, a Jean? <laughs> what the? I'm like, yo, I've got a... What's a Jean? What is a Jean? A Jean is something like 
It's like a joint, a, a thing. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Yo, I'm like, shit, I'm really old. And you get some of them and they'll be like, farms, how old are you, bro? And it'll be like, yeah, well, like, I had a son and he's 26. It's like, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, he's 23. This guy's 23. And it's like, it all starts, it all starts coming. So you're an OG. You're an OG. I'm an OG. <laughs> I'm an OG. Get but to know. It's, it's beautiful right now. The thing I did with Rome Streets, that shit there. Feeling that stuff, man. Listen. Rome Streets, when I first heard that guy, I said to myself, all right, because I, I hooked up initially with a guy called Matt Conley, yeah? Mm-hmm. Who is an underground king. Like, he, he's something else. He's an enigma mm-hmm. because he don't talk to no one. He don't talk to the press. He's not got really an online presence, but he sells his CDs or whatever, his albums for 300 400 $500 a time. And it's art, yeah? So there's a whole movement of art. And, and it spawned lots of different artists to follow suit. We're taking our art seriously. Yeah. So we're going to give it a price that suits its artistic nature. But Sick. It's not just throwaway internet music. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, this is an interesting thing to think about. It's got to do with monetary value as well, what, you, what you're giving out. So the internet makes it worthless. Yeah. So you've got these guys putting out stuff every week just to make sure that their name is being mentioned. That annoys the hell out of me, but yeah. Diluting, diluting, diluting. The graphing. It's, yeah. the same, it's the same thing, so it's like just, yeah, it's worthless. But also, this is the infiltration of the bigger labels, the music industry, who've lost control, but they're trying to gain their control back because the internet fucking done them over because they lost control because everyone just said, oh, yeah, we're free. We, we can make music. We yeah, and we're selling it and we're making money. And artists have been signed up because of their internet presence, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, Rome Streets is like, if he's not featuring on the best hip-hop music in the next few years, then I'll, uh, I'll drink another beer. They fucked up if that doesn't happen, yeah. But he's he's so very talented. But yeah. this has been received so well, this album, Street Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Some people didn't even get the name. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's been wicked. It's been wicked. It's been so uplifting for me that I haven't been making any Task Force music. Mm. I haven't been writing. Like, That's Farmer G. No. I've just been uh, providing all these guys. So I've got Tylesha Haskins, who's like some slick, next kind of dude. And he's just, they're just so skilled. What brought you to America's? Matt Comey. Huh? Matt Comey. So that was... It I'll was... tell you, the, the influence, the inspiration, which, I've, which I spoke to him in person, was a guy called Giallo Point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stumbled upon... A long night. You played me that. Surfing the internet. Mm-hmm. And came across an album that he did with a guy called Daniel Sun, who's from Toronto, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought, wow, this album, just without knowing anything about it, mm-hmm. my initial response was, yeah, boy. I ain't never heard of them. I ain't heard of this producer. I ain't heard of these people. I had no idea they were British, the producer. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea they were from Canada. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was fucking great. And I thought, oh, let me find out a little bit more about this. 
Jalo. Let me find out who this guy is because the beats are banging. Mm. Oh, he's from the UK. Oh, shit. Looking for Giallo. Wait a minute. Giallo follows me on Instagram. Wait a minute. He comments on my stuff. He's a Task Force fan. Hold on a minute. Stop that. Wrote to him. Yo. Com- conversation. Sick. Yes. All right. I said to myself, so I tuned into SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Started looking at different artists connected with this artist and that artist. Da, 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 da. Saw strings and strings and strings and strings of different artists that were just like fucking, yeah. Yeah. And thought, I want to do what Giallo's doing. That was about a year ago. And since then, I've almost depleted my vaults. <laughs> Fuck. Almost. But I still make like maybe 20, 30 beats a week. But you're going through them, like... The, the old ones, yeah. the, the, like, there was a time and I'd just like... You had stacks. I'd throw 20 onto a onto a folder, yeah. dash it to him, yeah. he'd take five, he'd take six, this person would take five, this person would take six, ah, da, 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 da. but they're, slow, they're slowly... Damn. The old ones are slowly going now. The old ones are pretty much gone. But I also sell beats as well. Yeah. But the odd thing is... When I sell beats, it's usually to people that you never ever hear again. But when I sort, when I look or source out an artist to work with, something goes. I'd, I'd, it's not a fee thing. It's not like I'm going to charge. This you is with, we're going to make this. Gonna, or it's gifting. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Like some of the time it'd be like, bang, like you take that, and then they do what they're doing. They sell it. Yeah. Whatever. But I'm just, I'm just happy to. That they got up and they're doing something with it as well. Yeah. That's the main thing. And but some they, people come along, they spend the money. Some. Nothing happens to the people. The majority of times when the people come along and spend money, you never ever heard of them and you never hear of them. Mm. Maybe it's maybe that's the point of owning a farmer GB. I look maybe at some it of it's that. Like if you're gonna do like your next print, you're not gonna go and buy squidgly squat squat ink. You're gonna go and buy the ink that you know is the best ink. Yeah. So it's your materials yeah. that you're using as it's an true. artist. But no one might ever see your painting. Yeah. But you might have spent yeah. however odd pounds on it yeah and days or whatever so I worked it out like that because to me it was odd for a minute mm. that someone would be like just you know I've got, just yeah I've got yeah, 10 people who follow me but like, I'm, I want to do an album and I've got this much money to do it I want 6 of yours thanks farms You'd be like alright bam 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 no worries yeah. PayPal me the dough there you go take your pick have them so it's a nice um, you're in a nice place with Oh, I'm enjoying myself, yeah. Farmed beats, yeah, yeah, yeah. farmed so beats. I'm just finishing off uh, an EP with a guy called Mooch, who's from a crew called The Cloth, uh, from Rochester in mm. New York. Um, that is kind of like, sounds like AZ. Okay. But from the gutter, gutter of New York. Rochester's fucked as well. Yeah, it's, it's real grimy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. grimy, uh, a lot of it like orchestral strings and like real moody. It's got excellent wordplay. Um, and then I've got a thing, an EP with a guy called Walter um, that I need to mix. That's another EP. And then the last thing that I'm going to do, I think probably this year, is uh, an EP with Flashiest Clay. He's on the... Um, I've done a few things with him. Yeah, he's on the Sentimental Alien album. He's on the Sentimental Alien album and also I've given him a few loose bits and pieces along the line. Sick. Um, 
And then, yeah, I think I'll probably uh, think about this record label that I'm thinking about starting and um, maybe maybe a sentimental alien too, like a return of, I'm not really sure. I'm really tired. I really enjoyed sentimental alien. And it, cause it was my first interaction with that, of your new stuff. Yeah. I hadn't heard anything else. Mm-hmm. We hadn't, you know, hadn't managed to hook up for a while, or whatever. So Gabrick getting that album was yeah. fresh. I loved alien gray shit. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, I've got um, I've got an album of Leaf Dog that's supposed to come. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep I always keep forgetting that. one. We spoke about that. It's you told finished. me about it. It's done. Yeah, it's finished. Coming out in high focus or? Um, no, it's going to come out on RLD, which is Leaf Dog's. Yeah, yeah. Um, label. Um, I think it's really good. It's going it, to the cover. I like Leaf. Have you heard of a guy called Hal Hefner? Yeah. You know, with yeah, the yeah. consume stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going to do the cover. Are you kidding me? He's doing. Um, He's doing me and Lee's face on the front and it's called Consume. Sharp. Yeah, boy. He's a don, that guy. He's a don. My guy Pref loves him as well a lot. I loved him. Yeah, he's time, fucking man. sick. The Consume shit is crazy. You know what? An album's called Consume. I think it's called Consume. Amazing. It's called they, uh, We Sleep, They Live. Something like that. It's based It's based on the yeah, yeah. They Live film. Um, but, yo, hit, if you want any kind of work with how... Hit him up because he is a very cool guy. Wicked, I will do. And he's very um, forthcoming. And yeah, it's all it's all good. It's legit. Like, Boom. That's amazing to hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We've got to get a poster of that one. It's it's gonna look good, man. Sick. Yeah. So that that's, that's so it. where where are people finding everything currently? Because I know you're saying it's not change, but where are people getting all these pieces at the minute? Bandcamp. Um. Yeah. Bandcamp. Farmer Beats, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Just or just Google Farmer Beats and it comes. Actually, up. saying that, my website drops today. Oh yeah, what what? F twenty four website has got thirty. This will be the thirty first recording on there. There's thirty one different recordings, and within each section of recording, there's five photos from each person. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get five photos of you and links to them. Well, so we'll have links to the band camp. Okay. We'll have links to your Instagram or whatever else you want on there. But yeah, everyone go and check it out now. F24podcast.com. Big man Daddison made it for us. It's amazing. Listen, Fums. That was sick. Fucking tired, man. I've been waiting for that story. You know that I don't talk at home. I know you don't. No, even at home. Oh, at home, you're just quiet. <laughs> the kids are like, Dad! Silence. Just looking into the corner. You know what? I live in the corner. <laughs> Head up, look I up. Do. I live in the corner of the room. <laughs> with my, I've, I've got a plant pot now with a little plant that, that makes it more homely. <laughs> I'll just stay here till I come to bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's been good, man. Thanks, Dad. Listen, brother, thank you very much. That was Thanks, Teach. Brilliant. And reminding me. We had Teach in the room things. as well, which has been amazing. Yeah, I ain't talked that long for so long. That was sick. My brother. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Listen to me. What? Come the fuck on. Farmer fucking G. Task Force. You crazy. How lucky are we? I know that was a lot of friend talk there. But if you're not a farmer, and if you don't, go and check him out. We all know he's done so, so much. His music catalogue is immense. We've missed loads of stories, like how he got adverts into Touch magazine for the Mudlums events the many, many appearances on singles and EPs over the years, the beefs, the dramas, the task force jams, 
We spoke about the Raw Dog and Task Force events. I loved that. I put one on in Brighton for Rare Kind's 10th birthday in 2007. A few of you might remember that night. It was dope. We also didn't get into his days of working with people in other music genres. I once had the pleasure to watch him perform in a completely different movement of sound. And also all the collaborations he's been part of. The teaching of youth, the raising of children, the influence on the culture, the masterful production, the provocative lyrics. The list goes on, man. What a dude. And as per, it was finding that culture, falling in love with it, coming up where he came from, managing to find a route and a handle on life that could take him through his years and be one of the UK's most pioneering creatives in the music scene. He's a great father to Remus and his twins, a son, a brother, and a brilliant friend. Thank you, Farmer. That was amazing. Wait, and listen, before I go, go and get online, check out f24podcast.com, and you're going to find on there 32, yes, I've done 32 of these podcasts. Each one is on this website, and accompanying those interviews are photos of the interviewee and links to their work, either Instagram, websites, etc. Go and have a look, spread the news, and let people know there's a load of great stories and history for everyone to go and check out. Big up the ever-so-dope Dadderson, who recommended I get this done and got it made. I'm really looking forward to having you over to the studio and chatting to you about your path. Also, thanks to my son, Josh. He sorted out all the content, organised everything, and got it all up there for you to enjoy it. That's my boy. You know what I'm going to say next, right? We won. You get me though, yeah? I just showed you another soldier on the team. The art team. You know we win. We don't lose battles. We've got decades and centuries in this. Art never loses a battle. We create. Battle life. Battle your mind. Fulfill that need. Answer the call. I've had a mad, full-on creative week and I'm only halfway through. I'm literally buzzing this week. It's crazy. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm out. Remember, love your city and love your culture. This is F24.